93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Tuesday, April 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a massive fire swept across the top of Paris's soaring Notre Dame Cathedral as it was undergoing renovations Monday, collapsing its spire and threatening one of the world's greatest architectural treasures as tourists and residents looked on aghast from the streets below. The French president treated the fire as a national emergency, rushing to the scene and canceling a previously scheduled televised address. He pledged to rebuild a cathedral that he called Part of Us and appealed for national and international help to do so. So the 12th century church is home to relics, stained glass and other incalculable works of art and is a leading global tourist attraction, immortalizing by immortalized by Victor Hugo's 1831 novel, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. You guys have been there. I have not been there, but I they were saying that they call the inside of the church, the actual in, inside of the structure, the forest, because the wood is all that was hundreds of trees were used for oh, no the, the making of the force of that wood is apparently like was 800 years old plus. Yeah, wow. eight, 850 years. Right. And so it was obviously um, it, it, highly combustible. And yeah. that's why it went up so quick. My uh, my sister called me yesterday. She was pretty <clears throat> torn up about it. We, we were there together. It didn't affect me like it did her. But um, I, that gave me the indication that a lot of people were very, very we're emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky enough to have been there a few times. And um, one thing that you may or may not know is that when you uh, go there, often there are services being conducted yeah. so yeah. Uh, i've walked in and it's a as you would expect a really reverential place and uh, it's a really emotional place there were services on sunday and this happened yesterday day mm-hmm. after and, that and this is easter sunday coming up which yeah. is obviously yeah. Oh, man. yeah the paris prosecutor's office said that it was treating the fire as an accident ruling out arson and possible terror related motives at least for now french media quoted the paris fire brigade as saying that the fire was potentially linked to a 6.8 million dollar renovation project on the church's spire and it's 500 tons of wood and 250 tons of lead. Despite the dramatic image of the flaming cathedral, no one was killed. One firefighter was injured among some 400 who struggled against the flames for hours before finally extinguishing them. Firefighters continued working through the night to cool the building and secure the monument as residual sparks sprinkled down from the gaping hole where the spire used to be. My wife has been there a couple of times and said, you know, and talking about it last night you you just don't see structures you know i mean it it took the initial building of the of the church itself took over a hundred years so people who began work on it knew that they would never see it completed yeah Yeah. and it was it was a a a project of passion listen you can go to philadelphia and and see the beautiful mormon church that was just built a couple of years ago or whatever it just doesn't mean the same as you know something that was built that long in the revolution and everything I, you know, it's funny, and having been there, I, I never really thought about the wood. I mean, you think of it as a, as a, you know, a, yeah. a stone structure, but uh, clearly, yeah. Am I correct um, with that, Nick? I, the, the forest oh, yeah. they call it the forest. Yeah, and the yeah. inside. I mean, it, right. The, the pews, the uh, the decorations yeah. along the um, walls on the inside. So, and and all of the. Uh, scaffolding on the outside yes, uh, yes went up as well and they had just pulled a whole bunch of statuary off um yeah the building Kathy. for our refurb which mm-hmm. was good you know at least that's a that's a it was, the, it was a day before yeah yeah, I think. yeah. 
Did you say 250 tons of lead as uh, well? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. That's going to be a, a, a hazardous waste cleanup yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. The blaze started at 6.50 after it had closed to the public and spread to one of the cathedral's landmark rectangular towers. Nearby building, buildings were evacuated as fears mounted that the structure could collapse. Experts say firefighters were left with devastatingly few options when faced with a structure that's more than 850 years old, built with heavy timber construction and soaring open spaces and lacking sophisticated fire protection. System. You know, they were saying that for a while it had sort of become more of a um, less a religious site and more like a, a meeting center and stuff like that. But oh, it, was, really? it was Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame that helped sort of revitalize it back to yeah, well, the religious, yeah, it, iconic uh, uh, you know, church that it, it, that it is. It is interesting, though, because you were saying it's like reverential or whatever. But you know, like you go to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and it is weird because there are services going on, and there's a tourism spot there, as well. And there's there's a um uh, a souvenir shop yeah. in the back, so yeah, people are making true. like these transactions in the I've, back. I've, and, I've never been to the Vatican, but yeah. I, is there a similar vibe that Kathy has uh, been? Right? You know what? It's it's a little bit more. Um, they they you know people do complain about yeah. people rushing in, and right? Kind right. Of, you know, not being respectful. But when I was there. It was. It definitely was quiet when I was in there. But yes, I mean, uh, souvenir shops like you wouldn't believe right there. And then on and the they outskirts, stopped the, the dunk tank during the mass. No, right. But when well, when you leave loud. Vatican City, when you le- walk outside of the walls, like it's just lined oh, with boy. you know people selling rosary beads. Oh, I'm and sure. Cr- yeah. Know, yeah. yeah. See, they that. don't bring that out till after the wet T-shirts. <laughs> They've got to appease this. They got to make money. Yeah. Huh? By the way, there is a. Gorgeous, beautiful cathedral at Catholic University, just outside of DC, and they, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah it's they, a basilica, yeah, and it they have within this cathedral like a hundred chapels that are wow. like inside yeah. the cathedral. It's really, really wild, and like they when they have Sunday mass. They like hire. They have Sunday mass. Well, Steve, they hire like professional <laughs> readers. You know, like so when you go to like a regular church, just you know, yeah. you know, Madge is, is reading and, yeah. and Bill West is gentleman. <laughs> yeah. And I know they, yeah. they sell it. No, that's what I want. Why yeah. not? The National Weather Service confirmed that a tornado did touch down in Sussex County, Delaware, during powerful overnight storms. Yeah. The tornado classified as an EF2, which has, uh, with an estimated maximum wind, wind speed of 120 miles per hour, hit around 3.38 a.m. and had a path of wow. 50 yards wide and 6.2 miles long, the Weather Service said. And it was completely tax-free. Yeah. <laughs> officials said <laughs> at, le- at least it was tax-free. Yeah. Uh, officials said at least a dozen buildings were seriously damaged in the storm around the Laurel and Seaford areas. The Laurel mm. Fire Department was dispatched uh, to multiple calls following the heavy winds and rains that caused down trees, road closures, and power outages. Officials said the path of the damage stretched from west of Laurel to Georgetown, just north of U.S. Route 9 corridor. This fire- is pretty, we're looking at pictures, yeah. pretty substantial damage. I know, yeah. 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 Fire- Firefighters rescued a resident after a tree fell into a house. One person, an adult, was taken to the hospital in wow. Seaford with minor injuries. The New Jersey woman involved in the GoFundMe scam that made national headlines pleaded guilty to a state charge on Monday. 28-year-old Kate McClure was charged with second-degree theft by deception. She will serve four years in a state prison in exchange for pleading guilty to that charge wow. on Monday. Wow. I, I know. I was like, wow. Oh my so God. It's, it'll run concurrently with the other, because she's also wire fraud, right? She's facing charges. Uh, more charges oh, yeah, yeah. that are running Jeez. concurrent. That's what wow. I heard. Wow. And because unless, she's unless turning evidence the against uh, the boyfriend, right? 
Uh, so the homeless veteran involved in the scheme, 36-year-old Johnny Bobbitt, pleaded guilty to both federal and state charges last month. Now, McClure's boyfriend, uh, Mark D'Amico, doesn't face any federal charges. He was charged last fall in state court with theft and conspiracy. Uh, D'Amico denied any wrongdoing. So he's not being charged federally? Uh, no, that doesn't sound right. That's what it yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. Prosecutors contend that Bobbitt, McClure, and D'Amico made up the story in 2017 and even faked photos of themselves standing <laughs> on the street at the scene. The trio gained widespread recognition and more than 14,000 donors contributed through the GoFundMe page to help Bobbitt. But it was all a scam, Burlington County prosecutors said, intended to enrich the three co-conspirators. GoFundMe has said uh, that it refunded the donations. Their tale inspired thousands, but things began to unravel when Bobbitt accused McClure and D'Amico of Stiffing him out of the money, causing an investigation. To that, be was that, that was it. That was it. They could have yeah. pulled they it, it off. Made. They could have pulled it off. They had it, but they, they, they got greedy. It was three idiots. Well, so fortunately, they got caught. It was kind of. Well, all right, listen. Yeah, three idiots, but it was kind of like the one idiot who like went public. We're like, hey man, where's my money at? Like, but, but the other not it, realizing that he's going to get pinched. So they're all idiots because you'd have to know that you're the one idiot's like he's the Fredo of the idiot group. <laughs> and he's the, he's the likely one to slip. Well, if, if you go to the core of this, I mean, I think initially, I'm not saying that they're not guilty of, of things, but I think they were only looking for just a couple hundred bucks or I something agree, like that. Preston. I think maybe and they will get a couple still grand. A scam. It's and, still a scam. And as it started to almost oh. break a half a million I dollars... Know. They didn't know what to do. They're like, oh my God. So, but not, it's not like, we don't know what to do. We'll put it into a trust or do this, blah, blah. We're going to spend it. Yeah. Yeah. We're we don't know what to do. Let's go, let's go and we're going to promote it on Instagram <laughs> no, and Facebook. Let's go on a crazy <laughs> vacation and put pictures up. Somebody should have shown them uh, good Goodfellas. Yeah. Exactly. What did I tell you? Uh, what did I tell you? Get out of here with that. What is that coat? Pink, this pink Cadillac shit. Yeah. What did I tell you? All I know <laughs> is that when they do the 2020 or Dateline uh, uh-huh. episode of this, they need to interview the show. Oh, absolutely. Because we were pawns. We were pawns. Absolutely. We were pawns. <laughs> but it, listen, that's, so at the core, when people bring it up, that the whole fact... It came at, at the holidays. It seemed a genuine. Yep. Why wouldn't you? It wasn't. God, it was right It wasn't like she said she'd captured Bigfoot. They came to another charity By event. the way, it turns out she's not a fan of the show at all. She listens to OGL. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right. So maybe he gets the Hollywood treatment. And finally, David Harbour can play Preston Elliott. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he just played Hellboy. He can do anything. Oh, man, but four years in a state prison, that is it, not going to be fun. They say it's probably, well, it'll be reduced. It will, well, that, but that was the plea. That, yeah, but be, well, still. Yeah. Good behavior and all that. The couple know, claim the cash would three. be donated to Bobbitt, but New Jersey authorities said that the three split the money and spent uh, that they spent lavishly, including a BMW that we mentioned, designer handbags, and trips to Las Vegas <laughs> and elsewhere. More than $85,000 in cash was withdrawn at or near casinos in Atlantic City, Las Vegas, and in Pennsylvania, prosecutors I, have said. I, the one thing I want to find out, and I don't know if it's been established... When the actual seed, when the match was lit, who was the first one to turn to the other two and say, hey, how about this? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, have you seen pictures of uh, of Bobbitt, the guy, that the, the homeless guy yeah, yeah. in the situation? Um, I, I don't know what went wrong, but uh, I mean, he, according to, or just looking at, at pictures of his life prior to this, seemed to live a normal life. I mean, he, well, drugs, obviously. I, I mean, yeah, obvi- yeah. yeah, drugs obviously played a part in it, but uh, I mean, just to see 
you know, how quickly he, yeah. he went down. It was just a few years ago. I mean, I don't know if his social media pages are still up, but I mean, from the pictures that he posted, it looked like he had a nice life. <laughs> and now this. There you go. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> In game two of their series, the Sixers beat the Brooklyn Nets last night in South Philly. Ben Simmons had a triple-double with 18 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. And the Sixers uh, responded with a 145-123 win to even their Eastern Conference playoff series at one. The Sixers pulled away in the third quarter when they tied a playoff record for the most points in a quarter with 51. Joel Embiid got things started going on an 8-0 run to start the second half, and the team went on uh, a 21-2 run in the first four minutes of the quarter. Game three is Thursday night in Brooklyn, and tip-off is at 8 o'clock. One day after winning in extra innings, the Phillies lost to the Mets in in extras last night in South Philly in the 11th inning. Uh, Juan Lagares scored from second base on Michael Conforto's hard grounder to first and in the bottom half of the inning, Edwin Diaz struck out the third, fourth, and fifth batters to lead the Mets to a 7-6 win on a cold and windy night at the ballpark. The series continues tonight at 7.05. Steven Matz will get the start for New York and Nick Pavetta goes for the Phils. And the Flyers have named Alain Vigneault as the 21st head coach in franchise history, signing him to a multi-year contract according to general manager Chuck Fletcher who stated, we are extremely excited to have a join the franchise and lead our team behind the bench for many years to come. He brings a tremendous amount of success over an extended period of time that will prove valuable to our team to take the next steps in returning the winning culture to the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Vigneault led both the New York Rangers and Vancouver Canucks to Stanley Cup Finals. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Several things to make you aware of. Uh, we have Tuesday taking place. Do it every Tuesday. A chance for you to win a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. Text word secret to 39333. We're going to send a word back to you. Uh, later on, we'll ask you to call. Wait, we don't do it that way. That's a secret text word, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do we do we'll this? We'll call you. Text word tattoo to 39333. We'll call you. And then, then we'll pick a random text. And word. then we'll let you know if you win. So that's how that works. That's going on all day today. So it's got to be a precedent and Steve tattoo, mind you. So go ahead and send that in, if you will, tattoo to, w, uh, to 39333. Also, our friends from Deets and Watson are stopping by today. Real Philly Deli Tour. So thank you uh, to them and John's Friendly Market and Al's Corner Deli. They're bringing by a delicious spread of uh, some grub today uh, featured. And and by the way, two delis that are featured in the Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. You can check out all the Real Philly Delis and how to win prizes at realphillydeli.com. And they will be feeding our guests who are coming in today. And I'm excited about our guests today. So excited. Two really <laughs> iconic characters from the 1970s that these ladies are known portraying. Shirley Feeney from Lernet, uh, Laverne and Shirley and Frenchie from Greece. So we have both Cindy Williams and Dee Dee Khan stopping in today. I mean, we could honestly have breaks with both. I mean, Cindy yeah. Williams, Laverne and Shirley. Huge the show. number one show for many years in on Ameri- ABC in America. American Graffiti. American Graffiti. She, the Conversation, the classic Francis Ford Coppola film. Uh, yeah. On and on. Yeah. And uh, who doesn't love Frenchie? Beauty Scroll Dropout. Come on. Come on. Come on. You light up my life. They are going to be performing at the Bucks County Playhouse tomorrow through April 21st. The show is called Middletown. So they're stopping in around 9 o'clock this morning. We'll spend some time with them. Oh, yeah. And we have $1,000 to give away this morning, too. With MMR's GoFundYourself 2 contest. Yes, thank you. 
That'll be coming up at about 8 o'clock, so get yourself set for that. These things and more going on this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll get back in a second. We'll begin our giveaways with a stupid question and a stack of entertainment stories to run by you. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Steven Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back Diamond Necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. John Stamos. Ah. <laughs> All right, well, let's do a stupid question, and we're going to give away a four-pack of Six Flags Great Adventure tickets, so good deal. Let's ask this one. How about which animated film was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture? Oh. Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. I, I think I know. You were just talking about this movie yesterday, Steve. Was I? Then not I don't this, know. It's not this version, though. Oh. What animated film was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture? Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. i got a bunch of birthdays to go through. It is... Uh, I mean, no, it's not that. Okay. Nope. Incorrect. Uh, Tuesday, April 16th. Birthdays today. Uh, Dave Pierner. Oh. From Man of Soul Asylum. The hell happened to him? 55 today. Yeah, the band kind of fizzled out, and they just they weren't making any more hits. Maybe they still play together, play smaller gigs. I don't know. The yeah. word is that uh, Winona Ryder just crippled a, him emotionally. Did a number on him. Yeah. When they broke up, that was it. He couldn't take it, couldn't move on. Well, that's weird, because you should be able to find something out of that pain. If you're a true artist, you should turn that pain into lemonade. Turn that pain into <laughs> lemonade. Okay. Uh, He's 55 today. Martin Lawrence. Wow. Yep. Uh, Comedian, actor, uh, 54. They're doing a new Rush Hour uh, film. Not not a Rush Hour film. They're doing a uh, Bad Boys. Boys. Yeah. Yeah, With uh, Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ellen Barkin has her birthday today. Uh, she's awesome and crazy at the same time. Yeah, she's loose. I've loved cannon. a lot of the stuff she's done, but she's a, a, a lunatic. There was a time when I thought she was really hot. Do you remember the movie uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai? Uh, yeah, Buckaroo Bonsai? Yeah, Sea of mm-hmm. Love and Buckaroo Bonsai. Great yeah. films. Yeah, she's uh, 65. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is celebrating his 72nd birthday today. Hall of Fame NBA Center. Uh, and uh, star of the airplane movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's Accomplished great. pilot. Accomplished pilot. That's right. Uh, I love when he grabs the kid by the shirt and finally the... the, the you know, hell I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you try. Dragging Bill Lindbeer up and down the court. I'm out there busting you my tell buttons your dad? every night. He's great in that scene. <laughs> when they drag him out and he start, he's kind of like half in the uniform and he's uh-huh. got the goggles on. Yep, yep. Uh, he's 72 today. Uh, John Cryer. Uh, turns 54 today. He's currently playing Lex Luthor on uh, Supergirl. Get out of here. And a, a malevolent, really malevolent, psychotic no kid version. Yeah. Always liked him. He's really good as a dramatic actor. Uh, then you have Benedict the Sixteenth. Wow, man. Born jo- Joseph Ratzinger. First time I saw him was in Revenge of the Nerds. No, that's, <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, that's Booger. Uh, that's Booger. That's this guy Nerd was Pope. Pope. Yeah, oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot that part. He resigned from the position in 2013 and the first Pope to do so since 1415. He's 92 years old today. Uh, Lucas Haas, uh, the actor. Good actor. Uh, was he the kid in Witness? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone on to do some pretty cool stuff. He was in Zoolander. He was in Inception, The Reverend. He was in First Man. Wasn't he in Mars Attacks, too? I don't know. He, he may, was. He yeah. may very well, yeah. very well have been. Uh, he's 43. Actress Gina Carano. 
uh, former mixed martial artist. You know who's uh, her uh, her man? Henry Cavill. No way. Yep. No kidding. No so kidding. She, she's uh, in uh, in Deadpool. She's the. Um, Plays angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the less a... angry Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. as Deadpool calls her. Uh, very attractive, she and is. obviously in great shape, and a and a pretty tough gal. So a good companion to Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember in that movie. Do you see her boob? In you see, a... Well, it, uh, uh, no. It's it's suggested that yeah. her boob is hanging out. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Colossus uh, says, oh, you put that away. Oh, that's so sweet. And he just kicks him in the ball. I love, I love like in number two, Preston, when uh, he has that moment with, uh, Deadpool has the moment with his girl, and he says, you know, while she's in wherever she is, mm-hmm. hey, don't don't F Elvis. And she says, don't F Colossus. That's right. <laughs> uh, Gina is 37 in the last birthday. No, two more birthdays. Uh, Claire Foy. Yeah, good actress. Uh, yeah, plays Queen Elizabeth in The Crown, and she was also in uh, First Man, um, and uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff, actually. She's 35 today. And then Bill Belichick. Uh, Belichick celebrates his birthday today. Case, you just mentioned him yesterday. I did. You're giving out, you were saying that regardless of how you feel, you have to appreciate what he pulled off. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe he's uh, he's only accomplished what he's accomplished through cheating, but uh, if he, if he <laughs> ain't cheating, he ain't trying. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's 68 today. So cheating is birthday. winning, right? Yes. Well, only if you win. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you can cheat and lose. Yes. But uh, cheat and win and... You're a go-getter. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this. Which animated film was the first animated film to be nominated for Best Picture? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to James. Hi, James. Good morning. Good morning. James, so what movie, what animated film was the uh, first one to be nominated for Best Picture? That would be Beauty and the Beast. And you're yeah. correct. Hey, hey. Hang on a moment, bud. Get your info, and we're going to give you a four-pack of Six Flags Great Adventure tickets. It's spring break at Six Flags Great Adventure. Open daily April 19th to 28th, and for full fun all year, just go big with a Six Flags season pass. You can buy now at SixFlags.com. Save up to 65%. Go big. Go Six Flags. Uh, where do we begin? Uh, let's begin with uh, she and her husband, Mosimo uh, Giannulli have pleaded not guilty to two conspiracy charges in the college admissions that they and dozens of others have been implicated in. Bold maneuver. According to federal court filings reported on in CNN and other outlets, they are waiving their right to appear in court for an arraignment on a money laundering charge. Uh, This is the first real response that she's given after being accused of paying $500,000 to a fake charity to get her daughters into a University of Southern California. The guilty plea was first, I'm sorry, it was inevitable after she failed to cut a deal last week like others did. Last week, Felicity Huffman was among 13 parents who pleaded guilty to charges of committing fraud. Huffman also issued an apology expressing regret and shame. All right, so I keep hearing about all the people that are getting pinched for paying. What about the people that are getting paid? Like, there's somebody on the receiving end. Of yeah, there's not a lot going on there. Not that I have heard, because there's a guy, the guy who ran the whole thing, or the guy, I guess, who was sort of the flashpoint of all this, was putting this all together. Mm-hmm. It, so he's turning evidence against these other people, and that's how he's avoiding ah. His potential jail time. He's playing the game. However, though, the question is, were the schools knowingly turning a blind eye to this Mm -hmm. and letting it happen as part of a way of getting these 
you know, of side dooring these wealthier yeah. people. But but again, it's not like it doesn't happen in one form or another. Because if you look at, um, I just felt like this was standard. Like uh, yeah, so standard hey, that I didn't know it was illegal. Here's you know my, what I mean? here's the here's the uh, Felicity Huffman learning annex as part of U.S. Whatever the hell it is. Right. Oh, and and guess what? Your daughter got in. Yeah. That's how it usually works. The Mellon School of Business. Yeah, exactly. Yes, if the you Mellon School of Business. <laughs> so, uh, wait, but real quick. So the mastermind of this whole thing, um, he pleaded guilty already. To yeah, him. he did. Okay. Yeah. So, but and he, but he's wor- well, he yeah, is right, working he's with working with the varsity blues investigators to get all the other information. So a source said she probably would have taken the deal, but at the time she didn't really realize how serious the charges were. Maybe somebody should have explained it to her. Maybe a lawyer or something would uh, tell her that. More than that, uh, the source says I think that uh, she and her lawyers underestimated how motivated the prosecution was. She didn't plead and then they hit her with another charge and now she's willing to negotiate, but the prosecution says that the deal's off the table, so the only choice is to plead not guilty, and that's all they can do. So apparently, their their opportunity to play ball is gone. Uh, that's, that's that sucks. Uh, since being swept up in the scandal, uh, Laughlin has been dropped by the Hallmark Channel, Fuller House, and others. And her daughter's her daughter Olivia Jade has been dropped by uh, Sephra and others. So, so so she loses the Sephora account. She loses the um, her all of her influencer accounts. Yeah. You know, and this is, and she never wanted to go to college in the first place. And the parents forced her. And now she's lost all that revenue. And Lori faces 20 to 40 years in prison, according to reports. <laughs> I mean, it's, Lord. you can't help but say, what the, what the F? Mm-hmm. Hey, in a recent Vogue interview, Kim Kardashian revealed that she is studying to become a lawyer. We touched on that yesterday. Predictably, the Internet's head exploded. So now she's taking to her favorite mode of communication, Instagram, to explain her approach. First of all, she is not going to, uh, she's not going to really study, uh, going the law school route. Instead, as is possible in California, and people texted us about this, I didn't know this, that she plans to become a lawyer without a law degree by doing a four-year apprenticeship with a law firm. You can do that? You can do that. Huh. She's got a gig at one in San Francisco. She explains in the caption to an Instagram picture of herself studying with two mentors, Jessica Jackson and Aaron Haney, they are staring intently at a computer screen surrounded by a book on torts and what look like practice I tests. Love torts and pop torts and all of them. <laughs> pop torts. <laughs> Snort torts. Snort, Snort torts. Preston, look at the juxtaposition of the studying photo with the Victoria's Secret oh, bra geez. photo and the nearly naked photo on the other damn, side. Damn, damn, damn. So <laughs> she's studying she, really she hard. noticed in court, I'll tell you that. So here's what she wrote. She yeah. wrote, last year I registered with the California State Bar to study law. For the next four years, a minimum of 18 hours a week is required. I will written. Uh, I will take written and multiple choice tests monthly. Uh, she said, as my first year is almost coming to an end, I'm preparing for the baby bar, a mini version of the bar, which is required when studying law this way. Uh, while she never graduated from college in California, it's not required. She said, I've seen some comments from people who are saying that it's my privilege or money that got me here. But that's not the case. Well, um, fine. There you go. She said the state bar doesn't care who you are. Uh, everyone can take this route if you live in a state where this is allowed. It's true. I did not finish college. You need 60 college credits. I had 75 to take part in, quote, reading the law, which is which is in a, which is an in-office law school being apprenticed by lawyers. For anyone assuming that this is an easy way out, it is not. My weekends are spent away from my kids oh, while, while I read and study. 
It is the easy way out. It is. It's easier than law school. It is. The easy way out. You didn't take LSATs. You didn't graduate college. No, you're right. You you know, you didn't study your ass off. I'm sorry. This is the easy way out. But it's legit. Yeah, it is. But don't say that it's not the easy way out. Also, I guess, I'm just guessing, there will be special accommodations. Yeah. Let's say if she shows up. And she's forgotten her number two pencil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll make special accommodations for her. She said, I work all day. I put my kids to bed and spend my night studying. I work all day. Okay. Right. And she works all day. Yeah. She calls up and makes sure the nanny has put the kids to bed. Yes. She said, I changed my number last year and disconnected from everyone because no. I have made this strict commitment to follow a dream of mine. It's never too late to follow your dreams. So here's the deal. Especially I, when you have a billion dollars. I give her I give her credit for trying to intercede and, and use her fame for good. When she starts doing lapsing over into woe is me territory, yeah. shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. I, you want to do something with your life and do this and, and and broker what you've gotten in life and try to help people? Great. But there are there are people who are holding down multiple jobs to put themselves to law school yeah. and to realize a dream that do not have one tenth the advantage she has. So again, that's gonna that's gonna really ring hollow. Yeah. Uh, she closed asking for luck for her next assignment, saying a big torts essay due on tarts. Ne- negligence. <laughs> I tarts. tarts and pop tarts, and yeah. I really got it down. Sometimes the, it gets hot inside and burns your mouth. So she is actively going after it. So good luck to you. Imagine that though. If so, could you? Can you secure the services of someone who has gone through this baby bar? To represent you in court now, the, what the yeah, I don't know what their in other uh, words like a what discount their abilities are you know as far as being a lawyer go like lawyer ish yeah. yeah yeah I that's think what it you seems can like. represent people on the people's court on <laughs> Judge Judy I, I've yeah. talked to lawyers and it's funny you talk to lawyers and, and they say. Uh, uh, you know, especially when people try to explain the law to them and they've studied, you know, uh-huh. it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. think she's trying to be a personal lawyer. I right. think she's just trying to get a law degree. Right. I think that's... she's trying to do good with this. Yeah, I agree. And and that's fine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, I agree. That's, I guess... that's totally fine. That's fine. That's not the easy way out. I want to see like uh, 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 a few angry men or uh, 12 angry men or, or uh, yeah. you know, a- any one of the, the countless legal movies redone with Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. A few good men. <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp maintains that the evidence his ex-wife Amber Heard is submitting that she claims proves he abused her does just the opposite. His attorney, a guy named Adam Waldman. Uh, Why didn't he hire Kim Kardashian? Uh, <laughs> He's not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, tells the blast, having been caught by 19 sworn eyewitness statements, 87 surveillance videotapes, Audio tape and photographs faking her claims. Your Miss- Honor, I submit that Captain Jack Sparrow was a great husband. Uh, Miss Heard has decided to concoct new fake claims of abuse, he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heard's video deposition, which his team calls a hoax, was filed in response to Depp's uh, filing of a $50 million defamation suit against her because she had. It, his suit was a response to an op ed about domestic abuse that she wrote for the Washington Post. Now, the video. Shows Amber claiming that uh, Johnny grabbed her by the hair, threw her around before targeting her sister. She admitted that she struck him, but claimed that she only did it to prevent Depp from uh, killing her sister. Uh, She also submitted photos of their destroyed post-fight apartment. Waldman tells the blast, yet 25 minutes after the horrific scene described by Miss Heard and her two friends... 
Two police officers, male and female, trained in domestic abuse and responding to a domestic abuse call, observed and interviewed Miss Heard twice and performed two security sweeps to the entire premises. And he points to LAPD officer Melissa Sain's uh, testimony after she responded to the incident, and it went like this. Did you see any marks of any kind on her face at all? No, I did not. Did you see any signs of swelling or injury to her face at all? No, I did not. Uh, did you uh, see any bruises or marks under either eye? No, I did not. And did you see any bruising or marks on either of her cheeks? No, I did not. Let's have one question, President. Did you see the Lone Ranger? No, no I, I did, did not. not. <laughs> Neither did anyone else. <laughs> I saw it. And then the court exploded into laughter. My mom was super excited to see it. Okay. So I understand. My mommy. I kind of wanted to see it until I heard how I saw it. It was not good. I didn't hate it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's no reason to bat someone around, though. Right. Waldman also adds that a security tape of the premises appears to show Heard with no marks on her face three days after the fight. So, oh boy, I tell you what, I go back and forth. Naturally, I'm going to be more sympathetic to Amber Heard because she's attractive. Mm. But uh, no, I I say this. I I I don't. I don't know how. Why would you go ahead? No, you're probably going to say what I'm going to say. Why on Johnny Depp's part? Yes. Why would you open this back up? That's if exactly what I was going to say. You are even close to being guilty. Listen, right. let it go. Right. This, this can, as you as you, you reported yesterday, Preston, this is placing into jeopardy yeah. this whole new uh, 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 Vajamic series or whatever it's <laughs> Grindel Vajamic or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Grindelwald. Yeah. Crimes of Vajamic. Crimes <laughs> of Vajamic. Yeah, but if he if he didn't do anything, you know what I mean? He, and, he's and gonna, he wants. I know. He would really. I'd be really pissed off if I was falsely accused. So you know, I know, and that's yeah. there's a point there. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should get my law degree just like Kim. All right, we're going to switch gears here. Even in death, the Queen of Soul continues to make history on Aretha Franklin <laughs> by crawling out of the grave. No, uh, her official Facebook page. There was a message posted that said Aretha Franklin was just awarded a Pulitzer Prize special citation. Wow, she is the first woman to receive a Pulitzer Prize special citation. <sighs> She is still opening doors for women in death since 1944. Only 13 people have received the Pulitzer Prize special citation. Uh, It's not presented annually. Other recipients of the special citation include Hank Williams, Bob Dylan, John Coltrane, Ray Bradbury, Thelonious Monk, Duke Ellington, George Gershwin. Good company. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Scott Joplin, Roger Sessions, Richard Marks. No. (laughs) Taco, Taco, uh, Cisco, Falco. Falco. We're in the ending in O section. Das Commissar. Uh, have any of you guys seen the trailer for Amazing Grace with Aretha Franklin? No. Uh, it's oh, it's the gospel. It's all the. Yeah. It's it's uh, the people are raving about it. Yeah. So um, it comes out next month, Steve. And I saw a sort of a mini feature about it. Apparently, for for whatever reason, she didn't want it released because uh, she was really shy at this point in her life. But Mick Jag, it's this gospel performance. Mick Jagger's in the audience, and it's her when she's really young, and yeah. it looks unbelievable. And you forget sometimes, I forget sometimes, when watching her, and then you hear the sound come out of her mouth, and it's yeah. just unbelievably yeah. clear and, and resonant and strong. Well, this movie is, is going to be one definitely to see. And then uh, when she did pass, right after she passed, Preston, you had the um, the audio of that 
performance. I forget what it was, maybe the Kennedy Center Honors or something. No, it was at the Grammys. Oh, she was asked to uh, fill in for uh, Pavarotti, yep. was unable to make a uh, mm-hmm. a performance, and yep. she learned an operatic piece in that day, that day yeah. and performed Amazing. it that night. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's just... There, that's that's when you have a gift that you're literally, you're channeling a gift, you're literally channeling a gift uh, through God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, congratulations to her in... Uh, uh, and Richard Marks as well. And Richard he, Marks. Who's still and, with us. Yes, who was still with us, and he was honored to receive that, you know, not as a posthumous award. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, this is sad, and this is someone who passed away. I was telling Steve about this this morning. Actress Georgia Engel. You may not know the name, but uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, she played this character named Georgette. Do you guys remember this? Oh, yeah. She's really oh, I liked her. I liked her. like this. Right. Hilarious. She's very she funny. Was she on um, Coach, too? Uh, she, she was. was. On co- no. she, she'd made a few appearances, yeah. On Coach? I think she had. She yeah, was a recurring. She was a I, couple I, times. Uh, the, the, the older guy, Van Dyke, I thought it was like maybe his wife or something like that. Uh, I have her down here as appearing on Everybody Loves Raymond and oh. The Office and Hot in Cleveland, but I don't see Coach. Preston, yeah. you're right. It's Everybody oh, Loves yeah, Raymond. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Casey was right, so I guess she was on that too but um yeah and you know what i i i found interesting that steve and i both found interesting it's sad that she passed she's only 70 years old Aww. i mean i thought she was as old as the rest of that collective she, she must have been much younger she than must have been else. younger because she was playing ted knight's wife. girlfriend wife yeah and uh so he was you know had to be what 15 years older than i guess but she it was his great ditzy character uh she passed away she lived in princeton uh, died on uh, Friday, and her cause of death is unknown because she was a Christian scientist, mm-hmm. so she didn't go to doctors at all. So no, no cause of death. Uh, but uh, she had um, she had had a a long career in television, and uh, her hot in Cleveland co-star Valerie Bertinelli was among those who tweeted remembrances of her on Monday. Uh, she wrote, Georgia Engel was the sweetest, kindest, dearest woman and crazy talented. I will miss her. So sad news. And hey, you have Betty White, who's yeah. part of that collective, yeah. still going strong. Yeah, and Betty's getting close Nine, to 100, right? Yeah, not, yes, absolutely. She's got, how, how old is uh, Nick? A quick check on Betty White, if you wouldn't mind. I'm yeah. sure she's got to be right up on 100. Yeah, because if so, she's 97. Got, there 97. you go. Wow. Yeah, she had nearly 30 years on her. Wow. Uh, let's see what else we have here for you. Uh, if there's a contest... These guys won. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard were among the millions of fans watching Sunday's Game of Thrones premiere on HBO, but the pair kicked it up a notch. The superfans recruited friends, including her Veronica Mars co-star Ryan Hansen, and apparently they got all dressed up and had some fun and took <laughs> some pictures. Uh, they wrote maximum effort on uh, Game of Thrones night. Bell captioned, she captioned the series, uh, a, a series of premiere party pictures on Instagram, and she wrote for the throne. And in addition to dressing up and watching the show, uh, they served uh, Arya's House of Fry, uh, Frey uh, Pot Pies and uh, Hodoritos, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. So they're they're big, big fans of uh, Game of Thrones. I love this. And by the way, I didn't pick up on this. Now, I did watch, and this is not a spoiler alert yeah. in any sense, but I, I, I finished watching the episode uh, yesterday. Uh, fan, so so Ed Sheeran, Steve, made a, a cameo last season. Right, right. He was like a, like a guard or something? Yeah, he was a soldier. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there, there's a campfire scene, and he sings, and, right. and he was kind of beat up pretty bad for it. He wasn't that bad. But anyhow, uh, apparently, we found out his fate during this, uh, this new episode. Uh, apparently, uh, they learned that Eddie, his character, 
uh, Braun is in a, uh, a a brothel with these three ladies, and one of the one of the prostitutes says that boy Eddie came back with his face all burned right off. He got no, he has no eyelids now, and apparently that's a reference to. <laughs> To this character that Ed Sheeran had played. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah, so uh, Sheeran got so much criticism for his appearance, which included the Campfire sing-along, he deleted his Twitter account afterwards. Oh, come on. Yeah. Give the guy a break. Yeah. So uh, HBO also dropped a preview for episode two of the show's final season, because they didn't have it right after the, uh, the Did you episode. like the, the episode? You watched it, it all? Yeah. Loved it. And you saw this cameo, too, right? Uh, no. Who is this? Richard Rob? Marks. Rob, no! Rob McElhenney. So that's legit. What? That wasn't a joke on... Yeah, it was legit, and uh, I saw an article and about it last night, Casey. He's friends with uh, Benioff and no Weiss. Yeah, and so I don't know if he asked or they asked him or whatever. Apparently, if you blinked, you missed it. I it, believe it. It was a real brief scene. Okay. I mean, you know, a lot of people get killed on that show. Yeah. Was, was he killed? Or I don't know. I haven't seen the episode yet. Well, was he playing Mac? Well, we're looking at a picture of him with his eyeball gouged out, so something bad happened. Interesting. All right. Uh, a couple other quick things. Uh, following star Rachel Brosnan's request, Sterling K. Brown has joined her for season three of Amazon's mega hit, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, he shared the good news on Instagram Monday, uh, writing, I'm eastward bound. I'm going to do a little TV show. Maybe you've heard of it, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, the uh, Paladinos were kind enough to write a little something for your boy, and I said yes. So stay tuned. I'm getting together with Midge, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm currently watching that show. Yeah. I love it. It's it's fun. I watched the first season. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I love it. Have you made it to the second season yet? Yeah, we have. Um, I think we have three episodes left. And that's okay. it. We're taking our time. Uh, like a fine wine. It's yeah. just Rochelle and I watch it. So yeah. when we have an hour, we'll be like, hey, instead of having sex, why don't we watch this show? <laughs> but you know what? No, Halfway through, you start having sex. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, we yeah. do. There, but there... I, I have become a fan of her. She is so adorable. She is. Yeah. She really, really is. But there's a scene, there are, there's an episode in the second season with Alex Borstein, Borstein <laughs> where uh, they're like these hitmen that, that come yeah. for her. It is so funny. It is. I, the, the whole episode. It, I, and I wish... I, I wish they would do more about her because her her character she's, is yeah, so she's funny. Yeah, she's a support character. She's yeah. a support character, and uh, but that particular episode is just a, a laugh riot, Steve. <laughs> a hoot. Um, it's a hoot. I have <laughs> laugh riot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, Casey, but I, love, I love watching you paint yourself into a corner and then you look oh, for that bailout. Right. It was a good bailout. It was right? a great yeah. bailout. I just write it. hoot behind you. Yeah. Hoot. Yeah. It was a knee slapper. <laughs> it was a knee slapper. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. All right. One last. Odd Bodkins. <laughs> one last story. All right. Hollywood icon Ryan O'Neill is uh, trying to shop a famed Andy Warhol portrait of his ex, Farrah Fawcett, for $18 million. This happens to be an incredible coincidence because Andy Warhol was on the love boat on oh. Sunday. You- <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. He did an episode he of the yeah. Love Boat. He did an episode of the Love Boat. We <laughs> talked about it the first time I saw it on MeTV, which is awesome. And uh, you know who the guests were? Uh-huh. So here's the, the conceit, the plot conceit of that Love Boat episode. Okay. Marion Ross yeah. uh, was Mrs. on C. C. And Mr. Yeah. C was on as well. I've playing. seen this episode. So Tom she Bosley. was a former uh, Andy Warhol model who had done some suggestive stuff. Okay. <clears throat> and she was afraid out of the blue, Andy Warhol ends up on the Love Boat taking photographs. And uh, she's afraid that he's going to recognize her. And now she lives in a small Midwestern town and it would be a scandal. And so she's trying to avoid Andy Warhol throughout the entire cruise. How 
How did he ever agree to do that? My wife was, was so asking counter, you know, that. But he was also that. Yeah, he loved true. pop culture. That's true. And he must have bizarrely been a fan of <laughs> the ridiculousness because he was also yeah. a fan of old Hollywood. And you remember that show, Secret to Success? They would have younger, yep. uh, at that time, younger. They're now in their 90s or the hell on the, on the freaking show. But um, And then they had, like, Liza Minnelli. And sure. they had people who were... Uh, Don Amici and these older yeah. MGM actors and actresses, and that appealed to the older audience. Okay. Marissa, so, I guess that's where you did it. To tie it all together, too, my last day in Italy, I had a choice either going to the Vatican, but instead I went to an Andy Warhol exhibit. There okay. you go. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, this uh, this portrait that uh, Ryan O'Neill is trying to sell, he wants a collector to have the work instead of his adult children when he dies. God, he's such a good family man. Uh, it, well, I wouldn't trust him either, man. Yeah. In 2013, a jury ruled that he could keep the painting after the University of Texas claimed Fawcett had left it to the school in her will. Uh, an art insider said uh, Ryan O'Neill is quietly trying to unload his Warhol portrait of his ex. Uh, initially wanted $20 million, but now he's marked it down to $18 million. Source added, though, Neil would be willing to let it go for less. So we'll see. All right, let's move over to the clips and get those done. Money Pit meets Green Acres in ABC's new comedy, Bless This Mess. This looks good. Yeah, starring uh, Dak Shepard and Lake Bell. I love both of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a couple who leave New York City for country life in Nebraska. In this clip, Dax Shepard talks about what it means to do a fish-out-of-water sitcom today. You have to choose when you're making comedy that either the characters are uh, insane and not grounded or the world is. We have pretty honest, heartfelt characters in a very crazy world. Uh, Bless This Mess premieres tonight. That'll be at 9.30 on ABC. Here comes the next clip. Breakthrough retells the famous 2015 story of the boy who came back to life after falling through an icy Missouri lake and being declared dead for nearly an hour. This has the um, the, the actress from your show, uh, Kathy, that... uh uh, this is us. This is the, us. The, yeah. the bigger one. The bigger lady. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. In this clip, Chrissy Metz talks about the pressure of Sorry. portraying a real person on screen. I read the script and I was like, oh, can I do this? You know, and, and will she and will the Smith family in its entirety be proud of it? <laughs> <laughs> Breakthrough opens tomorrow night, by the way. I, I, I'm a sucker for these things. These are like those those Christian movies. Yes. That she, this is going to crush in the I'm box a, office. Exactly. Yep. I'm I'm, I, I'm 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 the easiest mark for these dumb things. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. He, he fell out. Of, he fell off a fifty story building, and, and uh, he's playing the piano. And that is what I have for you in my entertainment. With his report. feet. With his feet, because <laughs> his head was ripped off by a lion on the way down. <laughs> Why was that lion's head sticking out of the twenty first floor? <laughs> It happens. happens. Hey, we have a lot going on. I want to break now. We have Go Fund Yourself coming up 8 o'clock. A chance to win $1,000. Cindy Williams will be here this morning. Shirley Feeney from Laverne and Shirley. I will, and I know you'll back me up on this, one of the greatest TV comedy duos of all time. I agree. And Didi Khan will be here as well. She played Frenchie in Grace Amongst. Yes. uh, Other uh, awesome roles, too. So they're stopping by because they got a show at Bucks County Playhouse, and they'll be in uh, around 9 o'clock. We got a meet and we got other stuff. We're going to take a break and we'll tell you all about it when we get back. We have an announcement, too, coming up with the B-Files. Stay with us. 
Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Real quick uh, plug here for the, I think this is maybe my sixth year hosting this, the uh, Laurel House Walk a Mile in Hershey's event is coming up May 4th. Yes, we grown men put on high heel shoes and walk a mile. Uh, and this is it's too, fun. It's, yeah, it is it fun. Really, it, it's a it's a good time. There's a, for something so serious, Preston. It, it, there's a lot of laughter and, yeah. and fun. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it like you said, it's fun, but it does raise awareness uh, about uh, a serious issue, domestic abuse. Uh, and we're excited to be in this again, Steve and, and uh, Nick have done this in the past, and and uh, we want you to join us. It's May fourth. 8 a.m. to noon, it will be at the Pfizer College campus, and join my team. We've we've won the biggest team award before. I want to do that again. I have to officially. Can can you? Yes. Do you know somebody who can get yep. me on your team? I can get okay. you on my team, Steve, for sure. Uh, so it'll be great, and all the details at wmmr.com. Uh, just go under the events banner, and then click on community, and you will find it right there. Sign up, join us. Uh, we'll have a good time. I guarantee you that. And it's on Pfizer's college campus. I mean, there's like Viagra laying all over the place. Just <laughs> it's unbelievable. It I had a boner for a month and a half. It's amazing. Well, they harvest it from the, the sure, fields. The fields right behind there. Yeah. Uh, the boner it, trees. <laughs> the <laughs> semen <laughs> trees. But anyhow, oh get the details. They're, about, they're starting to bloom. I know. They're starting yeah. to bloom. I see the white uh, the, the oh, flowers yeah. everywhere. Yes. And over. you can see have, the uh, vagina trees getting engorged. I haven't had the smell hit me yet, but it'll be there. <laughs> hey, uh, on a more serious note, um, obviously the uh, the Notre Dame fire was the big news story yesterday and, and uh, horrible that that historic building uh, has been destroyed like that. They said that, you know, it's been contained and, and they're going to be able to salvage it. It's going to take a lot of work and a long time. But it's a substantial loss for yeah. you consider this this edifice, this this amazing structure that has survived World War One and World War Two mm-hmm. and so much else. You know, being so damaged. And, and you know, listen, there have been a lot of uh, arson fires in churches in, in Paris. They're saying it's probably not that. And they were just doing renovation work on the church, and it, it just set on fire. But it's it was so sad to see that. Yeah. Did you guys see the story this morning about Salma Hayek's uh, husband? Yes. He's a billionaire, and he's gonna, he pledged $100 million to help rebuild it. Yeah. That's what? awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So they'll, they'll get a, an outpouring of support, I would imagine. But Steve brought up an interesting uh, concept about this landmark. I, I've been to Notre Dame. And I remember, uh, I remember thinking it was cool and everything, but there's so much impressive stuff in Paris that I didn't walk away going, "Wow, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen." And uh, obviously, I, I thought it was a horrible tragedy, but some to some people, it's you know, it's a masterpiece and, and was very impressive. I know by what you're it. saying. So there, there's a level, of, there's a level of listen. It's freaking Notre Dame, and when yeah. you show up. And I've had in my life, I've, I've gotten to see, I've, I've spent more time seeing everything in the United States. I've been in every state in the Union and, and multiple times. You know, sure. it's, it's a, been a wonderful thing. But you, you do occasionally encounter something 
you know, that just, wow, I can't wait to see this. And then you show up. And it was something in particular comes to mind immediately. Uh, the Alamo. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are unimpressed yes. with that. The Alamo. <laughs> I, w- I walked by it like six times before I realized that was the wall to the Alamo. Cause there's Why? Like because a, it's there's so like small? There's like a 7-Eleven over yeah, here. And there's, and, 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 but on one side... When you actually get inside, you see it, and it's like, okay, that's that's cool. But but I was like, oh. So I'd like to I'd like to pose this uh, to you. What landmark uh, did you visit that just didn't impress you, or the other way around, something that was is not considered that you know over the top important and yeah that blew you away that blew you away yeah uh, a little thing maybe that was so uh, sure two one five two six three wmmr it's funny steve i i went to the alamo when i was uh, i was in austin and i drove down to san antonio because i wanted to see the alamo i felt the same way because i i, I got to the end of the street uh and i had to make a right or a left and i looked ahead and and oh my god well there's the alamo and it just was very very unimpressive now with that said I didn't go to the Alamo because of the battles that were fought and won I know there. Why you went? Pee wee, Pee wee's yep. big adventure. Of course, oh, the, good Lord. It's the only reason I went to the Alamo. <laughs> here, sure enough, here, no basement. Here is a perfect example, and I, and I've 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 heard echoes of this every time I've been to this natural wonder, Old Faithful. Yeah. Okay, so you you wait for the time. Hundreds of people show up to watch Old Faithful. Uh, you know, erupt whatever you want to yeah. call it. And I, every time I've been there, at the end of it, I will hear someone go, that was it. Really? And I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> the geologic feature of the fact of its regular, uh, you know, eruptions is yeah. what makes it so impressive and unique. No, it didn't shoot 3,000 feet into the air. It's not the Bellagio. Exactly. You know? Exactly. This and is a natural phenomenon. But Well, I, you're also, you're standing on a, basically a geothermic bomb that goes on for... Caldera. Yeah, for... for listen, uh, it's okay if people, as long as you can enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's 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 what, what matters. But, um, so when you, when, listen... You see it; it is an amazing thing. Yeah, uh, be, but you have to take it in the in the context of what makes it amazing. Exactly, but maybe it isn't as big as you wanted it to be. Well, but... and there are things that you see like that, or you know, it, like in life, things you build it up in your mind. When I saw Mount Rushmore, yeah, I was like, where you see Mount Rushmore, Marsh, Mount Rushmore from the viewing area, the classic viewing area. I'm like. To me, it seemed much smaller. Yeah. Oh, really? Right. It it did, and and um, but it, it's because my you, cousin is there right now, and she's posting pictures, and I'm like, wow, that looks so you build, amazing. You build it up in your mind; it's impressive. And when you know what goes on and, and in it, and what's behind it, blah blah blah, what's up Lincoln's nose? I'm sure there are nuclear <laughs> missiles. <I'm> like, <laughs> uh, it's great, but but and I don't mean to diminute it's it's it's. You know, massive thing, but you know what I'm saying. It's like what you put in your mind, and then when you, what, see, you it, see it, sometimes doesn't jive. I think you guys might be a little shocked at what I'm going to say. So, I back to the Alamo. I thought it was really cool. Like, I oh. and I, I just, I don't know. I think at any of these things, I've never gone to a place like this and been like, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always something behind it, and I'm not like a history buff. So I am. When I go and I, I learn things, I'm like, oh, that like. That's really cool. Yeah. Even if it's just the smallest thing, even if it's just a tiny bit of water that's shooting up out of the yeah. ground, like you know what I mean. <laughs> to me, I, I'm I find it amazing. I all thought of the, I'm 
I'm kind of shocked by your response. Uh-huh. And I think okay. it's because I don't have this buildup in my mind that I'm going to go to Mount Rushmore that's, that's pro- and it's going to be this giant, amazing thing. I, yeah. You know right. what I mean? I wasn't unimpressed I, that, with the very Alamo. Very well might be it. I just thought, oh, well, oh, there it is. I thought there would be a little bit more pomp circumstance around I, I was, it. I was a little upset that yeah. on one side of it, there, there's like a, the hot dog place. And, yep. and, I, and I'm like, okay. I, I, I would have liked, I thought there would be a natural sort of buffer. Okay, now we're going into right. Alamo territory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, every, now, and they do get fairly reverential when you're inside. There are certain things you can you cannot take mm-hmm. pictures within the actual yeah. uh, uh, with the the actual uh, chapel itself or, or church itself, and uh, those things are there. But so on the grounds, you do feel that. But I was like, oh man, this is where it is. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder, and I doubt we'll get any calls like this, but I wonder if anybody's ever been to the Grand Canyon and gone, eh. <laughs> well, How could you? I know. We've How gotten, could you? Yeah. We've gotten three separate texts. Are you serious? And Old Faithful texts. Nah. Uh, eh, you know, nah. It's a whole. Were they not at, like, the right part of it? I, people are jaded. You know, and that, that's part of the problem is that the, these are not the... They, they they see pictures on Instagram or you know or they go to the Bellagio and expect that the fountain there is going to be like the fountain at the, at the Old Faithful. You know, it's just people are are underwhelmed and they shouldn't be. They should be impressed by what this is. All right, let's get some uh, let's get some calls. We're going to go to Tony. Hey, uh, Tony. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? You guys rock. Thanks, man. What's up? Uh, no, it was just this cathedral thing. It was making me think when I went to London for the Eagles game this year. Mm-hmm. Um. We did that double-decker bus tour. Okay. We had no idea, never heard of St. Paul's Cathedral. And when we went in, it was absolutely, you know, it was stunning. And it was our ended up being our favorite place that we actually went okay, to. Okay, so blew you un- away. unexpected, and you were blown away by that. Okay. Yeah. That's always, wow, what a great surprise when that happens. I, I had more, I had more, Thanks. to that point, uh, I had more um, walking, uh, when we first took a vacation to England, the first time my wife and I went, I had more of those, oh, my God. Oh my God, these are the these are halls that Henry VIII yeah. walked. And, and you know, I mean, it's that that just that Dude, gets you. You just reminded me of something. Okay, so I was a teenager, mind you. Yeah. All right, my sister and I took a trip to Paris, and uh, here we are walking around Versailles. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, can we go now? <laughs> oh no, it's another room. Okay, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah, it's big, whatever. And I was so unimpressed. I need to go back. You need there. to go back. Yeah, I need to go back there. It's You'll okay to know it that you're. Now. It's okay to know that you're maybe not ready for it at a certain point in life, right. or, or that you that you know. <laughs> but I think also Kathy's point is is was very well made. Is that for me? I've always I've always had a big sense of this stuff and the, and the enormity of it. And when you go see it, sometimes and I I, I don't diminish it, but I'm like, uh, we're uh, hoping you look, for more uh, to, on a much smaller scale. You go to the Smithsonian press, and you're spending all day there, and you're going ba 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 ba, and you can uh, spend a month at the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> and this room is the Hope Diamond. Yeah, that's great. Where are the churros? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the Hope mean. Diamond. When there's when there's so much of it, you really become yeah, jaded yeah. very quickly. Right. Yeah. I thought that uh, Williamsburg. I, I enjoyed my time there, and then when I kind of found out that like. None of that stuff was like original. <laughs> it was like uh, all like rebuilt stuff. I was like, "Oh, what a chip! What a total chip!" That's why, like with with here with uh, Notre Dame, you're you know yeah. that's it. Yeah, the the, the 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 very fat everything breathes with history. Hey, Steve, how long ago were you at uh, Mount Rushmore? Do you remember? 
God. So when I was doing stand-up, so... I was 15 when I went there. Okay. I uh, haven't been. I, the, the one decades. That's, that's near it that's still being worked on is the Crazy, Crazy Horse. Horse. Yeah, yeah. And, and my dad and brother went there a few years ago, and they're doing that by hand. Uh, and I, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's like four times the size of Mount yeah. Rushmore. Cra- like, Crazy Horse will be bigger than Rushmore in its entirety. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, in fact, like, I think Rushmore can fit on the face right, of right, Crazy right. Horse. That's how big that is. I'd love to see that. I was impressed with, with uh, Mount Rushmore. Now, I was 15 at the time, but what I didn't realize is how much of the, um, they they stopped working. Like, they were going to build all of the upper body of, of uh Full bodies of, of uh, Washington and everything. Animatronic. So. Washington's the only one with any um, anything below his neck. Yeah. Every other president, there's nothing there. Let me let me get some other calls real quick. I'm going to go to Christian. Hi, Christian. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's uh, up, buddy? Thanks. Nothing much. So basically, uh, we've been to Italy multiple times, and we are finally going to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah. And it's not what you think. Like you guys were saying about the island, like there should be, like, a natural buffer. Like, when you picture the Leaning Tower of Pisa, they always have it pictured, you know, kind of by itself. Yeah. Like, you would see in the distance. You seriously walk up. It's like a two, 300-yard-long walled-in park with two other tourist attractions, seriously evenly spaced right next to it. They have walkways up to it. You can't sit on the grass. Like... Yeah, Christian, I know. I know what you're saying. You, you almost, and it's not. It's, it's just in your mind. You have, oh, this. I'm sure there's a sense of presentation to it, you know, uh, and and that there's, um, and sometimes yeah, when, like, you, when you just see it, it's it's sort of just, oh, there it is. It's right there. It's like, it's oh, like, come on, it, it's Italy. You know what I mean? And the, the like the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and then you show up, and you're kind of like. You just walked into a parking lot of uh, a quick summary. <laughs> Here, here's three buildings. It's a quick summary for you. you right. Know what I mean, it's yeah. like yeah. I Don't... was kind of like I, I spent more time walking around the market that they had uh, right around outside of that. Like I kind of looked at it and was like, "Oh, that's cool," and then moved on. Right. 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 Yeah, I've heard that from other people about Leaning Tower. Pizza, well, it's but, it's where you go to take the picture thanks. of you holding up the Leaning Tower. Exactly. You know, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the perfunctory picture. See, I think you know, there's a letdown when things get built up so much, but at the same time when um, things are sort of minimized. So, for instance, I'm speaking of the Mona Lisa. Like, people kept telling me it's small, it's not that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I know, I just want to see with my own eyes. And I did. But... People had kept, you know, minimizing, you know, how great it was. And I, and I loved seeing it. I, you know what I mean? Like, but uh, if, if people kept building, oh, it's an amazing piece of art. I right. think if I saw it's it, Expectation I like, versus experience. Mm-hmm. And that, that can have a lot of sway over how you receive it. I had some friends in from out of town a couple of weeks ago, so I walked them around Center City a little yeah. bit. And uh, here's me uh, doing... Uh, there's the bell, uh, and, there's the, uh, and that's pretty much. I'm like, you can wait in line for an hour if you want to go in there, but you can see it through this window here, and it, it's a bell. You know, it's it's, it's got a, a crack bell. in it, and, and there you I, go. So I downplayed it quite a bit. We were taking a tour of the the Betsy Ross house uh, a couple months ago. I forget how long ago, and um, that's a really cool house. I haven't been in. It's there. you know the history is. You know, you feel that these rooms and the way it's laid out. And the yeah. whole, it, it's, I, I, I love, went to Mount Vernon. I was like, I love wow, it. I love it. That. I'm like, I, this would totally, because I went in December. I'm like, this would really suck in July. Um, let me go to another local one. Uh, we'll go to Ben. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Hey, yeah. So this is a local one. Yeah. Uh, it's Crystal Cave. The Crystal hey, Cave. I've I was, been there. Just there was just there yesterday. And- oh, my God. It's. 
It's, so when I was a little kid, I had gone to Luray Caverns, which is gigantic. They actually have like a piano where you they press keys and it's connected yeah. to different hammers to stalactites and mines. Yeah, so it's I was awesome. Impressed with this, right? So, so I was like 15, and I went with a friend of mine to Crystal Cave. I'm saying, oh, this is gonna be so amazing. We're gonna go through and explore this whole cave, and it's gonna be like hours going through there. We walk through this hallway, and we get to a dead end. I'm thinking, okay, this is just a dead end of of the entire thing. No, no, that was it. It was like done. Yeah, it's I not, like Crystal Cave. It's not very big. I've I've been to similar similar things that are are, are huge and like in in um, in Bermuda. There's a whole cave system with lagoons and stuff like that, and it's yeah. very impressive. This is smaller, but it's still pretty cool. Pennsylvania's geologic makeup doesn't promote a lot of cave systems, so right. you, what you get here is not going to be well, overly impressive. And but was, it's okay. But and that that was the so I went yesterday, and I had heard this before. I knew that that people were underwhelmed by going there, but the fact that it was just over a little over an hour for me to get there, and it yeah. is a real cave. It's a real it, cave. I thought that was I thought it was pretty cool, and and like I said, I knew that people had been underwhelmed, so I didn't have huge expectations for it. But I went, and we loved it. I, I okay. thought it was great. What was the other place that he had said before that? Luray, which is, is down in uh, Virginia, I believe. It's in the Shenandoah Valley, um, and it's ma- it's much bigger than Crystal Cave. Okay. Yeah. It's really neat. They have this organ system where, where they, they, they have these hammers, like you yeah. said. They, they've hollowed out some of these stalactites okay. and stalagmites, and you hit them, and they create a tone. And they found all of them, and they play it, and you can hear all this music echoing through the... Uh, uh, through the cave, and it's all stalactite. It's not like, quite like that. In the that, beginning but... of time, <laughs> before hell was fallen in the fires of suffering, <laughs> there was Crystal Cave. Ah, Crystal Cave. Um, anybody ever been to Carlsbad? No. Uh, no. Uh-uh. I want to. And Mammoth as well, which I think Mammoth is, yeah. is in Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. I've been there. It's yeah. huge. That's a national park, I think. I think so. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to... I'm loving the spellings of some of this. I don't think it's the 16th chapel. I think it's the Sistine Chapel. I'm going to go to Vince. Hi, Vince. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. You guys rock. Thank you, Vince. Were you to all 15 before? It's the Sistine Chapel. Oh, the Sistine Chapel. Yes. So So the Sistine Chapel is even more amazing than you think it's going to be. No kidding. It's not just... You know, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. We got a tour guide who took us all around the entire place. And at one point, she sat us down and told us how there's leaves on all the statues in the Vatican. Which, by the way, I can't believe Marissa was just in Rome and opted not to go to the Vatican. <laughs> yeah, she went to the Andy um, Warhol thing. I kind of thought the same yeah. thing She had to be trendy. She said that. Mm-hmm. Super lame. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> by the way. So these leaves, apparently a pope went through the entire Vatican and knocked the wieners off of all the statues because he said they were indecent. Are you and put them in boxes and they lie the in wieners. the Christine Chapel somewhere. There's a box of wieners? The wieners, yeah. <gasps> like, not hot dog wieners. wieners. Dude, it'd be better if it was a bag. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's stupid wiener. that he did wiener, that. but Wiener, 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 wiener. But that's awesome that somewhere in the Vatican... Is a bag Box of D's. Yeah. A bag of D's somewhere. <laughs> That's a great story. A bunch of artists right now, artists and scientists, trying to match up the wieners to the appropriate statues. That's to, hilarious. To Vince's point, though, yeah. if you can find Thanks, someone Vince. who knows, you know, I love that a stuff. little bit of additional history. Yes. As you, see, as you, someone who knows can give you that little bit of insight that makes you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now I understand. Yep. That's By the, the way, best. I thought that the Louvre was beautiful. I, and so I mean, were you my, overwhelmed by it? 
Um, Because it's massive. It it is massive, and, I mean, there's literally art all over the place. Yeah. And you don't know, like... Oh, they got art now. Yeah. No. Uh, but you kind of don't know what you're looking at. I was glad. Uh, listen, I went there and I really beelined it right to the Mona Lisa. Yeah. But I did see like a Michelangelo piece, you know, and I, mean, I and I just happened. Come across, on. I just happened across that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was just when I looked over and I saw the placard next. I'm like, oh, your hand was resting on this wiener. <laughs> Hang on, Marissa. I did see wieners too. I do have to defend myself. I walked past the Vatican on my way to a pizza place that's really popular. <laughs> you're not defending yourself. No, you're actually you're, you're making, making it worse. worse. I know. But what I was going to say was when I was in Athens a few summers ago, I went to the Parthenon. Meh. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, the Parthenon. I know, but here's you're what it talking was. about. Like, Thousands. Could, do you think you, if you were to go see, if you were to ancient. go to ancient Egypt and see the pyramids, <laughs> would that be lost on you? But aren't the pyramids like near a golf course? Mm-hmm. Well, They're right yeah, outside yeah. the city. Uh, yes, right. Yeah. What they don't show you is the huge metropolitan yeah. area and right the Wendy's. next to it. In the pictures <laughs> and the Kentucky Fried Chicken right there. Uh, but... So what? If if you can marvel at the architecture, that's what it is. Well, so that was my problem, is I was just marveling at, like, all the people taking selfies in front of it and, and it just having to fight through the crowds. And I couldn't yeah. I, I couldn't enjoy it enough because it was so overcrowded. But okay. see, that you know what? And I, I was going to say that about um, the, the Vatican. Crystal Cave? Oh. No, about the Vatican mm-hmm. was that um, there were so many people there. And I think when you're in a situation like that, you have to kind of block that out. And you have to take yeah. in what's in front of you. Don't yeah. worry about the 9,000 people that no, you're around right. you. And, exactly and when right. I was when I went inside, I, that happened to me. I mean, we were literally shoulder to shoulder with people. But you just you know you look up when you're in the Sistine Chapel and, and think, think and, about exactly. it. exactly. Yeah. So I was able to do that with the Acropolis because we went and we watched the sunset from there with like a glass of champagne and and that I could like take in and enjoy. Yeah. And everybody. Whenever you're lit up, you're going to get liquored yeah, exactly. up. Yeah, it's more and then you went to the champagne. Charles Schultz Museum. No, but then there was this really cool moment. <laughs> 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 that's in London. They had the Charles Schultz thing. No, and then everybody applauded when the sun went down, and and that moment made me enjoy it. Oh, they God. applauded the sunset. <laughs> the Garfield music. Yeah. Um, I will say though, and because I do get up for the sunrise quite often, even on my days off, I, I I'm kind of more partial to sunsets. Like the sunrise comes up, I'm like, okay. There Have you talked to anybody? Yeah. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> I could wa- I could watch a sunset sunrise anywhere anytime and it's so beautiful. The problem with the sunrise is it's when, so early. It's a it's so early and b when 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 you start at a sunrise it's dark out so you don't think to bring sunglasses with you. We so you see it really every, look we at see it. it virtually every damn day. Yeah, yeah. I did the math. We've seen it over ten thousand times. <laughs> I've seen it. Wow. Uh, let me go to Adam. Hi, Adam. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I'm fond of nanny goats. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam, what is this thing you speak of that really shouldn't have been impressive but did impress you? Well, so I've seen a lot of impressive things, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, Egypt, Taj Mahal, all these things. And, and yes, they're impressive. But the cheapest excursion in Jamaica was to go see this luminous lagoon. So I've heard about went. this. Yes. We went. And we get on a boat, and we're going out in the water, and they're like, yeah, the water glows. And I'm like, okay, great gimmick. And I look over the side of the boat, and it looks like there's some lights shining out from underneath. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then we get in the water. And I felt like, alternately, I was Harry Potter or some kind of superhero because I was moving through the water, and the water was glowing everywhere I moved. It's bioluminescence? bioluminescence caused by movement and i I don't understand why this place isn't famous because 
I would, you know, I just have my hand out oh, under God. the water. I'd, I'd snap my fingers and then poof, just a little flash of light. We're it's looking like at video kind of, of this. Magician. I've never seen this. It's wow. people at night swimming, and as they move, it creates the light from this bioluminescence. Oh, awesome. Adam, isn't it uh, almost a little bit better that it's not famous? Because you got to experience it, and uh, oh. it, you were not overrun by crowds. Right, right. Right. And there were, you know, there's a boat full of people and, and we go out there and I'm like, OK, what is this going to be? And and I was just blown away. Did you I, go when I it just, was dark or when it was late? Yes. OK. In the, dark, in the dark. They go, they start at about 9 p.m. I think you go out. Wow. Um, so they want it to be really dark because you're not going to see it as well uh, in, in the daytime. But it was I, I tell you what, it was in, magical. Okay. So it says here it's in Montego Bay. Um, yeah, Ma- yeah, OK. Near Mon- OK. That's right. why, yeah, yeah. I, I'd heard about it. I've been to Jamaica a couple times, and, and uh, I've never done that, but I've heard it's awesome. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, fantastic. I never right. heard of that. Got to do that. Pretty damn Add that cool. to the bucket list. Uh, we'll go to a couple other things. We've got to take a break here in just a second, but um, maybe something that was supposed to impress you and didn't, or the opposite of that. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Nothing. All right, so I went to just outside of Prague in the Czech Republic. There's uh, They have a bone church. There's a yes. bone churches all around, actually. Mm-hmm. I think there's one in France and stuff like that. But this one I went to, it's in a town called Kutna Hora. And uh, it's like, you know, you, you think bone church. Like, oh, my God, this place is going to be amazing. There's going to be, you know, tons of bones this place is going to be huge and you get in there and it's like the tiniest thing you've ever seen <laughs> there's loads of crowds you gotta pay you just go down down these steps and it's just one room in there there there, there are a ton of bones which is awesome there's like a chandelier made of human bones yeah, I've, I've seen on uh, some specials but there there are things like i guess uh, maybe under paris um uh, or the catacombs yes. there yes. there's some areas that have like hallways and hallways of bones yeah 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 exactly and this place is just like one tiny little room i've been there two times and and every time I'm like, ah oh, man, this is just, <laughs> just doesn't do it fun. for you. I'm going to go back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want a place that's really disappointing? I can Thanks. recommend some. Uh, let me try. Uh, let's go to Patty. Hey, Patty. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Patty. So you saw something that maybe you didn't think was going to impress you, and ended up did. What was it? Oh man, it was the petrified forest. Okay, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, I'd wanted to see it my whole life, and I finally got to go last year, and there wasn't even one tree there. I was <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> I, I thought it was a forest. I mean, it did. <laughs> You've been wanting to go there your whole life, and you thought it was a forest. I, yeah, I thought okay. it was a petrified forest. There was not even one tree anywhere. I mean, it was geologically amazing, but I'm not a geologist, you know. like. <laughs> but, but, but you still enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, I did enjoy it. I, I drove through the whole state. The state is just beautiful. Yeah, and is. Yeah. yeah. I even went to stand on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and that was amazing. <laughs> okay. okay, the Eagle song, yeah. and then the, the Petrified Forest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this one. 
<laughs> Thanks, Patty. Not a goddamn tree anywhere. There are. It's a. That's a national uh, park, a petrified forest. And there are lesser known national parks that are great to visit. One that I went to last summer is called uh, Black Canyon of the Gunnison, and it's in Colorado. It's in uh, western Colorado. And if you are a canyon fan. Uh, but you want something different than the Grand Canyon, I recommend that. I, I didn't know much about it, and I got there, and it's very deep and very steep. Wow. And I was completely impressed by it. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, thank you for the calls. We appreciate it. We got, you know, obviously uh, one of the great landmarks of the world, uh, Notre Dame, uh, took severe damage yesterday in a fire. Um, but we were curious about uh, things that maybe you've seen that, that are supposed to live up to a certain reputation and maybe didn't, or the other way around. Something you were like, eh, I don't know about that. I'll check that out. And you're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, I didn't, my dad took me to, uh, you know, Zion and Bryce Canyon. I'd never heard of those when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, they're I amazing. blown away by them. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a lot of things out there like that. So thank you for the calls. We do appreciate it. I want to take a break because we had a couple of things I want to get to, and I want to make sure we do them on time. Uh, we have GoFundU2, a chance to win a grand from MMR, so get set. We'll reveal what today's word is and how you need to enter it coming up in a little bit. And we have an announcement about a little get-together that we are going to have when we return in conjunction with the Bizarre Fowl. We'll return shortly. Thank you. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Mom. Your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Five. All right, and this morning it is brought to you by Drexel's LeBeau Online MBA. Visit drexel.edu slash online MBA. Uh, earlier this week, residents in the Bellhaven neighborhood of Jackson, Mississippi, reportedly found styrofoam bowls of mashed potatoes randomly placed around the area. Oh, it's that time of year again. And no one quite knows why. <laughs> Just re- fully prepared uh, yeah. bowls of mashed potatoes ready for the eating. Jordan Lewis, a local woman, says she found a bowl of what she initially thought was potato salad left on the <laughs> windshield of her car that day. How um, sweet. At the time, she didn't think a ton of it. She said this neighborhood does a lot of quirky things. We decorate road signs. We put Christmas trees in our potholes, so it's not surprising at all. That's why I love this neighborhood, because they do so many strange things. But it's definitely one of the weirdest things I've seen since living in Jackson. Uh, Still, she decided to post about it on Facebook, and that's when the neighborhood discovered that it had a larger mashed potato incident on its hands. Other locals chimed in with similar issues. Three people said they had found mashed potatoes outside the front door, and another found mashed potatoes on their mailbox. Huh. Uh, And in fact, uh, Sebastian Bernard said, I got up. And was headed to work 7 o'clock, and there was just a styrofoam bowl of mashed potatoes on the doorstep right there. So somebody had uh, taken the time to make a late-night delivery. Yeah, he said some people think that uh, maybe it was the mashed potatoes were poisoned to kill animals. I didn't taste it. I have a three-second rule, so I didn't touch it, but some people were worried. <laughs> Are animals drawn to mashed potatoes? I don't know. Regardless, at this point, the whole thing seems to have been done as a one-time prank as the group's mashed potato discussion on Facebook has seemed to have died down I guess now. the mac and cheese era is over. Yeah. Yep. Uh, doctors in uh, Papua New Guinea have warned of a botched penis enlargement craze. 
as over 500 men are treated in a nationwide epidemic. So people are actually looking for botched treatments? No, 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 no. Oh, and, oh, okay. So they're ep- looking for penis enlargements, but they've all been botched. That's what okay. we're looking at That's here. the craze. In order to make themselves bigger, men in the country have had foreign substances like coconut oil, cooking oil, and silicon injected into their penises. What could go wrong? Uh, the Guardian report said over the last two years, at least 500 men in the country have been treated for penile disfigurement and dysfunction after attempting penis enlargement. The injections are reportedly being performed by health workers, mainly male nurses, and making extra money on the side. I don't know what could have gone wrong. I used top-shelf coconut oil. Uh, side effects are serious and are often irreversible, according to doctors. Many men have come to the hospital with lumpy masses <laughs> on their penises and ulcers that eventually burst open. Oof. It's not good. Acule Danlop, a surgeon at the country's largest hospital, said he has operated on close to 90 men who have been injected with foreign substances. He said, I've seen five new cases every week for the past two years, and these are the ones that have come forward to treatment. I saw seven today. Uh, The bulk of them have abnormal lumpy masses growing over their penises and sometimes scrotum. Uh, Some of them have difficulty urinating. Uh, and they're, they're, it's a real problem. What, on, honestly, don't you, wouldn't you seek someone who had the medical knowledge to do this properly? They probably don't Why have Why are you money? going to a chef to get your penis enlarged? Uh, Dan Lop is the only surgeon in Papua New Guinea who can operate and treat these cases. Uh, he said the situation is frustrating because, uh, he could be used the, using this time to treat other people who deserve help like cancer patients. A 20-month-old boy survived a six-story fall from a suburban Seattle apartment window. Wow. After the toddler landed on the roof of a parked car that cushioned the impact of the plunge. The toddler landed in a way where the car absorbed enough of the impact that he was awake and crying when paramedics arrived. That's, That's a miracle. Yeah, Six the, stories? Yeah, the boy was in serious but stable condition in the hospital. Just before the fall, the toddler was alone in a bedroom while his mother and two siblings were in another room. What was it, the new Nerf sedan? Uh, investigators believe the boy propped himself on the edge of a window that was cracked open, pushed through a screen, and tumbled about 60 feet. Aren't you supposed to install special... Yeah, you Window should. braces for uh, stuff when you have a toddler. Uh, the owner of the Mazda sedan that the child fell on was amazed that the boy had survived. Uh, here's a story out of Ohio. A couple is behind bars accused of delivering cookies laced with laxatives to striking workers in the Claymont School District. Supporters of the non-teaching employees often honk their horns as they pass the picket lines. Well, investigators say 29-year-old Bo Cossins and 25-year-old Rachel Sherrick Live near an elementary school and were angry about how the horns affected their sleep patterns. So they figured they'd poison them. They posted videos on Facebook that contained numerous threats against the striking school employees. They also revealed that they had made sugar cookies laced with laxatives <laughs> and delivered them to the picket lines. Striking employees thought the treats were the couple's way of showing support for the cause. Fortunately, no one ate the adulterated cookies, and the strikers say that they were shocked when they later learned about the laxatives. They were just pissed off because their coconut oil penis enlargement clinic had failed. Uh, Bo and Rachel were arrested by police after an anonymous tipster saw the Facebook videos and became concerned about the threats being made against union members and concerned about the tainted cookies. Don't people realize that that... That's a crime. Well, listen to this. Authorities charged the couple with contaminating a substance for human consumption, which is a felony. Yeah. They're being held in the county jail on a $1 million bond. Oh, so they take that <laughs> very, yes. very seriously. Oh, so we're just trying to poison them. 
And then one last story. What started out as a routine theft call for police at a Walmart turned out not to be routine at all. In the end, a woman was doing karate and a man was naked in the back of a store while their dog ran free. For Walmart, that sounds pretty routine. Police say they were called for a retail theft that was happening. Police were told a woman and her dog were shoplifting from the store. Uh, when police arrived, they found the woman, Lisa Smith, screaming in the entryway and trying to catch her dog, Bo. Now, police also learned Smith's son, Benny Van, was in the store causing problems. Officers learned Smith went into Walmart with her unleashed dog. When Bo ran up to customers, Smith started erratically pulling apart store displays and putting them in her cart. When she was asked to leave, she started performing karate moves in the parking lot. <laughs> then they say the dog, Bo. Grabbed some cornbread mix and tried to leave the store, too. So they're charging the, him the with dog shoplifting. shoplifting. Smith was arrested and fought with officers. She also attempted to kick out a window of the squad car. Now, while all of that was going on, right. police say her son, Van, was in the back of the store and had taken off all of his clothes, <laughs> exposing himself to customers. Family shopping trick to, to a Walmart is always fun. When officers approached him, Van tried to run over an officer with his scooter. At any time did the dog do karate? Uh, he, too, was arrested. Smith was arrested on disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and bail jumping charges. Van was arrested for lewd and lascivious behavior, disorderly conduct, and retail theft. And Bo, the dog, was eventually caught in the store and taken to the Humane Society. Why Why hasn't anyone done the Walmart reality show? Um, you know. You know, at this point. with material. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, uh, ready for an announcement? Yes. Yeah, let me get my... Very exciting. I, I, I need my official information. Uh, it's right here. Where? Boom. Ah, very good. Thank you. Kabuya. All right, so it's been a little while since we've done one of these, and we love doing these, and we always have a special part of uh, these events that are taking place, so I'll reveal the uh, the details. But it's time, yet again, for another Preston and Steve Zeta A to Passerotti party! And this one is being called... Sisters and Suds. So we are going to be at the new beer garden at Parks Casino in Ben Salem one week from this Thursday on April 25th. And what's cool about this is we're also going to make it a pinning party. Yes. And we're working on getting uh, pins. And uh, hopefully if we have some of our sisters who have already been pinned, they can wear theirs. And you don't no need to get a new one. But right. we will... We will give uh, new ones to new members. The highly coveted pin. They're, they're, they're fewer and far between. And at the uh, the beer garden, which, by the way, is so cool. It's got this retractable roof. Love it. So if it ends up being a beautiful night out, we'll pull that roof back, be outside. With enjoying, our sorority sisters. With our sisters enjoying some, <laughs> uh, some craft beers. They have 24 rotating craft beers on tap. First one is free. Plus, it's a painting party. Everybody is going to get a 16.75-ounce craft beer glass to customize with Zeta 80 Pi-themed paint markers. So like you'll, be able to, crafts. you'll be able to... We're doing a little craft while we're there. It's activities. We're getting our pins. We're having some beers. Like sisters. It's going to be so much fun. We'll have a free happy hour buffet. Uh, prizes like Zeta 80 Pi tank tops, concert tickets, and more. is a 21 and over event. Ladies only. Invite only. And you will be able to bring a guest with you. So, uh, let's go ahead and let's take eight ladies who want to join us right now at 215-263-WMMR. So, don't forget, it's on the 24th. 
Oh, I'm sorry, the 25th. It's a week from this Thursday. Yeah. And Parks Casino, where I think we've probably had more parties there than any other venue. Well, they always blow it out for us. Yeah. They do a great job every time. And, and even with the sororities, uh, yeah. parties we've had there have been f- fantastic. This new element, yeah. I'm very excited to yeah, try and it you out. Know, and we've done, well, most of our parties have been in the 360 lounge. Yeah. They've changed that over to the sports book now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've moved on to new territory, which is pretty awesome. We've done the X Site Center, and now we're headed to the Beer Garden. So let's get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. We'll take eight callers. It's the you, best sorority in the world. You and a guest and ladies only for this particular party, but uh, guarantee you, we are going to have a damn good time. Let's take a break, come back in a moment, and uh, don't forget we have some guests joining us in a little while, Cindy Williams, C.D. Khan, and more. We will return shortly. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have a new Daily Rush video that's up and running. It is called uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is a Horse. (laughs) Wow. I wonder what the subject matter of that is. It says we found our new favorite sound effect. Uh, So you can watch this now. Excuse me. Impressionandsteve.com sponsored by by friends at Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Maybe you can get caught up on some of those vids if you've missed a few of them. Um, so I'm sure you guys saw this. It was, uh, making the rounds in the news yesterday, but, uh, there was a woman who had a bit of an issue with a cosmetic procedure. She had microblading done. Yes. I was looking into this. It left her. You were looking into getting it done? I, I was thinking about it for a half a second, and this is the exact reason that I didn't do it. You know, we, you have someone who, who we know directly. Who this is what great, she does. A great job with this. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Number one, this woman ended up with four eyebrows. Um, <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah, hang on a second. So this says it says microblading, a beauty technique that involves tattooing someone's eyebrows on. Is that microblading? Yeah. It's exactly. tattooing. Yeah, it's it's like I a, didn't know that. Yeah, it's a light tattoo. Now, from what I understand, it kind of fades a little bit, and you have to kind of have it filled in. It's not like a you know a tattoo that you would get on your body. It, I think it's a little bit okay. um, lighter, and and uh, you might have to touch it up a little more than a regular tattoo. I didn't know that's what microblading was. I thought it was some way of like shaping, and I I thought it was shaving of some no. type. Okay, no, no, no. Well, she got this done. Uh, a woman named Jamie Ledbetter and. And uh, the outcome, apparently, she said, I just looked like I was really surprised all the time. Uh, The outcome killed her confidence, and makeup couldn't cover up the unprofessional job. She said, I was devastated. I was even dating a guy, and he stopped dating me at that point. She seemed so surprised. Did you see the picture of her? Uh, after There's reaching- no way to cover over it, by the way. She, she's it's right. Awful. When you talk, you, you literally have two eyebrows, one eyebrow hovering above the other on one side of the face. It. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's you know. The, it, there's no way to hide that, unless you put a bandana around your head. Uh, she said. Uh, well, after reaching out to multiple licensed tattoo artists for help, she did find somebody, a licensed and insured tattoo artist, has specialized in uh, permanent cosmetics and tattoo removal. And was able to remove the brows oh my gosh. Uh, with a product that's called Lift, a pigment <sighs> lightening solution that uh, tattooed in the bad ink. So, Ladies, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I, I swear to God. How do you do it, girls? How do you do it? Uh, 
Well, uh, then Ashley Gallo does uh, this and does a, a great job. Now, I've seen, I, I follow her on Instagram, and I see incredible work that she does. So if, if, if she's listening or anybody, explain what this is about. I didn't realize it was tattooing. No, I didn't I thought, know that. Uh, we were clearly completely wrong about what it is. I thought it was some sort of like like um, like follicle implant or something, or I didn't know what, what the process is. So, uh, you know, uh, but uh, it, it would seem... How, if it's tattooed, how does it fade? I mean, that quickly. I don't know. Maybe how does this happen? Well, they used something to help it fade. Although I have heard, like I said, that you need to kind of have it touched up. But but they used something to help yeah. uh, this tattoo fade. Yeah. You go to the brow king, right? Or lord of eyebrows? Or what's... Uh, the eyebrow king. Eyebrow king. Yeah. Uh, Kath, what's the most, I don't know, daring thing you've that ever I've had done? done f- Nothing. Uh, beauty-wise. Nothing. I you had your nipples no- rotated. No, not yet. Waxing. You've I've had, talked about um, wanting to do, possibly wanting to do Botox. Um, really? And the eyebrow, and all I'm getting done is a, a dye. And it's not even, it's a vegetable dye. It doesn't even have chemicals in it. Okay. So it only lasts for a short what period about, of time. But you've had waxing done before, right? Yeah, but never... Not down there? Nope. Eyebrows, and that's it. Okay. I've never had my stash wax, nothing. <laughs> you're, Just because, you're Tom Selleck? Uh, because the, the pain uh, potential? Uh, no, you know what? My face, ha- I have very sensitive skin. When I get my eyebrows waxed, um, any any person I've ever gone to is like, oh, oh, geez, because I get so red. So oh, really? I oh, my God. Your face looks like a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that uh, above my lip. Okay. Yeah, I was curious, but, but they really messed up this woman. <laughs> on her uh, And she ended up with four eyebrows. So my sister-in-law got it done. And her, a lot of times, too, you have to be careful because you do have to go to somebody, you know, that's experienced and knows what they're doing. Um, my sister-in-laws look very good. But sometimes you can tell immediately when you see somebody, it looks like a tattooed eyebrow. Steve, you should get it done. You have like half eyebrows, I, but I like my now. I'm, I've made peace with my Matrix look. Yeah. It makes me look like the man of the future. Has all the wisdom that we need for this time. <laughs> You're right, Steve. Uh, I don't know if it would work for you because they're they're sort of tattooing in between the hair that you already have. I got no hair, but on yeah. the yeah, like on the one side of your eyebrow, I think it would just look like a I like my Android look. Black tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Steve's eyebrows. If you've never met, they they start. You know, to to the uh, the just inside the nose, but they only go about halfway to your eyeball. Yeah, do you know and what that's from? They just stop. No, the blood that's drawn from a huge genitals. Oh, no. it, it had to deprives. No, no. Okay, it, it, is, it doesn't uh, send enough to your <laughs> eyes to your brow. Apparently, a result of vitiligo. Yes, and I have vitiligo. Huh. That I don't know. Doctors tell me, and I go, yes. Where's my lollipop? I, pro- I I feel like I'm going to lose my eyebrows at some point. I think you should. Just be- no, not on, not on purpose. Uh, but my dad had, like, no eyebrows. Uh, no kidding. Yeah, he had, like, like just on on either eye, like, two kind of, like, weird whisker-type whisker-y Should that things? be my look? Just one eyebrow on one side? <laughs> like, you know, this is my, mine, my thing. As I've aged, mine have gotten long. I have to trim them regularly. See, it like goes the other. I, it's all I can yeah. do to keep from running my fingers through them. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it's one way or the other. Either you have these big, you know, you see older men with big bushy and eyebrows. What is that about? What in nature determines that your eyes need to be <laughs> now camouflage, camouflage <laughs> yeah. from predators? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now you're 65. You don't want you don't want squirrels attacking your eyes. I don't mind the I don't mind the al. Uh, I always say al bright. Eyebrow hair. Uh, it's the ear hair that I just want to, I just want What's to. What's that about? Because what you do, you don't realize it until, my 
God, look at how long those things are. When did that happen? So, wh- and then you got to shave them off. Can a doctor explain why in nature, why it is know. determined through evolution that we need to not be able to hear and not see when we get older? <laughs> Ear hair. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And that, it's, not, it's not really, it's not regular hair. It's coarse kind of yeah. elephant hair. Yeah. yeah. Why do we grow elephant hair in our ears? Yeah. I don't know. Hang on a second here. Angela had a bad microblading experience. Angela, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Uh, so you want to tell us about your experience? So, yeah. Um, so I've had microblading done twice. Um, my first experience was similar to the woman that had her son, but mine wasn't as drastic. Okay. Um, so what they do is with microblading, they actually use a, a blade, kind of like a scalpel, and they go in and they cut little lines to make it look like your eyebrows. Okay. Um, and then what they do is they rub tattoo ink into them to give you the appearance of individual brow lines. Can't you just use a Sharpie? Uh, <laughs> you could, I suppose, but I guess it's not permanent. Um, and this is not permanent either, so I don't want people to get that impression. It only All right. about a year to two years, so it will fade. It doesn't go as deep as your... Um, like a regular tattoo. Transdermal so, or whatever. Yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah. So I had um, mine done, and I was not happy with the results. They were much larger than I wanted them to be. Um, so I went back to the salon, and I said, like, what can I do? So what they actually do, what they actually did is they then took a the same scalpel cut over the lines that they want it to remove mm-hmm. and they put a salt water solution in them and they literally scrub it as hard as they can. Ugh. I don't like that. To get it out of yeah, there. It was hard. Why don't they just why don't they just push your face into a belt sander at that point? Ooh. Yeah. I mean that that's that's a, that's fairly <laughs> elaborate I think you know for for that amount of um well, but it's you'd be like too. scrubbing your actual hairs out well, too Well your your epidermis your outer layer of skin aren't you s- sort of removing that a I little guess. bit Yes Angela how bad was it So I had to go 5 times I had to have 5 remover removal procedures so wow. it was it was extremely painful it was more painful than having me actual process done itself. Yeah, they say say the same thing about tattoos, too. Our our call screener up here says that in the interim, you were working as a Groucho Marx impersonator. (laughs) (laughs) I probably could have. um, But but unfortunately, it left me with um, a lot of scar tissue. Really? Underneath because of where they had to cut it out. So I then had to, I went to a different artist. I just had my eyebrows microbladed in December um, to try to cover some of that scar tissue. But now I'm having problems with it holding because of all the scar tissue from where they had to remove. The the, the funny thing is, Angela, is that years ago, I remember all the rage was sort of just getting the, the... Like starlets in the fifties, and like Kim Novak, and they they would have their eyebrows like removed, removed. and just draw well, them on. But that was and, uh, no, according to Angela, it only lasts like a year or two, so it will fade away. But that was my thought too. Like I don't permanently want anything there because remember how long ago, you know the, the teeny tiny thin eyebrows were but in for now, a long time. Now we're the look is the, the look is battling ferrets. It is, but we're going to get back to that. We'll get back to the the small eyebrows at so? some point. Right. Yeah, thanks for your call by the way, Angela. I and and with that with with fashion things, Steve, I saw the story. I don't have it with me right now. My android look is coming in? No, 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 no. The uh it's about beards, about men's with with big bushy beards and how they have more 
uh, bacteria in them than dogs do. Right, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I'm predicting this now. This big bushy beard thing is will eventually go yeah. away. They're, you know, all all fads come and go. And I'm telling you, down the road, people are going to look back at these big bushy beards and go, "Wow, that's really stupid looking." And that's just the way fashion is. I it mean, always you, is. Yeah. It is. You'll and then they'll come back around. Now. But I have I have a name now that I think I'm uh, maybe somebody came up with this, but I had never read this. But I think it's in. A good way to call these big bushy beards, especially with guys who have short or no hair on top. Which I did, never got that. A face mullet. A face mullet, oh. yes. What do you think of that? I like it. A it, face mullet. So the, the, A reverse the, mullet. Business. Is there a business in no, back? It's, it's, just it's just a mess It's just a mess up front. It's party in the back. <laughs> it's party it's, it's, if, if you shave your head and you have, it's like you're, it's on backwards. The mullet is supposed to be back here, but it actually ended up on the front. <laughs> a reverse <laughs> mullet. Yeah. 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 So, it's, the backwards it's, mullet. Right, because it's business up front, party in the back. It's a classic mullet, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Casey, I assume you watched the Sixers game last night, right? I did. All right, so um, uh, there were several stoppages in play where they were figuring out if there was a, a flagrant foul. And uh, I'm watching the TV, and you can see our buddy Matt Cord right behind the um, uh, the announcer's booth or whatever, the, his yeah. side of, yeah. the, of the court, right? To his right, there is somebody who has a massive beard. He's sitting right courtside, and he showed up on television a lot last night. I, I don't was know if he, he at the table with Matt, or he's, is he he's two seats. Him? Yeah, yeah, two seats down from Matt at the table. He was wearing like a medal, but Preston he had the face mullet type yeah. of a beard. And I'm curious as to who this guy is were because there, there's no mistaking the size and intensity of his beard. Were there dwarfs sitting around him making toys? No, <laughs> and nor was he from uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh-oh. But it's just it's a huge, very so, noticeable beard so, with with multiple colors in it as well. Well. Nick, you've grown. So you've had. You've had. Um, you you go a solid beard. Yeah, but I get it, it trimmed. But you get it trimmed. You you keep it maintained. Uh, Preston, yours is very tight to the face. Yeah, it always will and be. Facey the same. Uh, when you get when it's extended out like a shelf, it's got to get in the way of everything. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's got to be Eating, annoying. All kinds anything. of stuff. Anything. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I mean, it's the, the very fact that you're holding, you're holding zippers. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yes. Train doors. No, uh, it's... Ticks. Ticks, right? Yeah, I would think. Vermin. (laughs) Maybe Mm. some vermin in there. Raccoons. Uh, So all this falls under the umbrella of hygiene. So we have a guy who's on the line. Of course, here's the subject matter and uh, chimes in. And not only that, I guess it's a a bit of an invasive procedure if you're getting microblading done. So from University of Pennsylvania Hospital and Fox 29, Dr. Mike Serigliano. Dr. Mike, good morning, sir. Well, you're talking my language here. And and Preston and all of you, we've talked about this before. If you absolutely are are not going to die, I mean, if you're going to die, then you have the surgery. Okay. If not, so I I am just not a fan of anything invasive that is not absolutely necessary. Now, that being said, if you're uh, in a trauma and you you need it, you, you have to, one, you have to go to a qualified person. Number two regarding facial hair and everything else we've talked about this i like to keep the pubic hair because if you shave that you can get in where do you keep it <laughs> i didn't say save i said shave all right they say you like to keep the pubic hair and i'm like where oh, do you what? keep it no oh that well oh. i can i tell you uh, anyway I just thought there was maybe some sort of pouch. Ah, you're in the you're you're a learned man. I, I would want to follow uh, yeah. your your example. Well, I don't have that much down there, so I don't have much to keep. <laughs> you're a little hardwood down there, but so where, where do you stand on on the big 
you know, uh, a mountain man, grizzly Adams yeah. beard thing. Is is it medically? Is it is it a bit of a, an issue? Well, it is because it's what we call in medicine a fomite. Um, you know, in England, uh, doctors are not allowed to wear ties because it carries bacteria and you spread it from place to place. Just think about if you have a long, straggly beard and you're having soup and you're having a sandwich <laughs> and half of it ends up in the in the crow's nest. Interesting. So are, are you as doctors dissuaded from beards? Well, I, I, I've never had a rule, and there are a lot of rules here where yeah. I work. But the bottom line is, is that it's just not something I think is is we, we've progressed. Now, if you're in Saskatchewan and you're in a mountain cabin <laughs> and you don't have access to it, sure, then then maybe, and it may keep you warm. But the the thing is, I'm just not. I, I think from a purely medical hygiene point of view, it's best to not have heavy, heavy facial would, hair. Would the, would the corollary be, uh, for example, a, a hardwood house as opposed to a house with shag carpet is is going to be a, a cleaner, better house for you? Uh, well, guess what? Guess what, Steve? I have hardwood because I'm not into the fact that there there are all kinds of places for not only bacteria, but pollen and all kinds of stuff to be in your micro environment that can lead to more allergies. Allergy season is coming, and I just believe they're they're easier to clean and they are less fomite ridden. Uh, I, right. I, I I agree. I, I've since we've been in a in a, in a full hardwood house. Um, it, it is I, I whether it's psychosomatic or whatever. I, I feel better. I don't think it's psychosomatic. I think that there is clear evidence that that when you have something that's cleanable like a hardwood floor, it allows you to get rid of a lot of things in terms of uh, 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 infectious disease stuff as well as and if there's a smoker in the house. Mm. I don't know. We've heard about secondary smoke and and uh, there's tertiary smoke where the particles from smoking get Put into those on on bedspreads yep. as well as as rugs, and that can cause problems as well with little kids that are crawling around. Now, Kathy has concerns about her mustache, <laughs> and uh, if that's something she needs to well trim, or she, okay, I can let it go. <laughs> yes, my my mother had a mustache, and uh, one of, she used to be a librarian at a junior high school, and the kids used to comment, so she shaved it off. Really, oh, that's what she did. I think. Uh, listen, you, it's, you get a good looking mustache. You know what? Mike, can can I ask you a qu- on the subject of female facial hair? Yeah, is is there something that they can do about that? I, I was um, <laughs> I was getting my nails done, and I was uh, you were talking, talking to Madge. <laughs> well, I was talking to this girl, and, and yeah. she had a beard, and she had brought it up to me, and she was very very self conscious about it. And she I had thought, a beard. Yeah, well, she had to have it like whiskers. Whisk- okay. Yeah. So, so one, there is a condition known as hirsutism, and that's where that could be a hormonal problem. Okay. And mm-hmm. if it were my patient, and she came in with a beard or kind of excess facial hair, she would need to be checked out and make sure she doesn't have some kind of hormonal condition. Um, I think polycystic ovary syndrome can cause that. There are a lot of different things. Is there is there a light at the proverbial? End of the tunnel there for someone who may be uh, suffering with that? Or, oh, or, sure. Okay. Sure. I, you just need to make sure it's not caused by something that is more serious that needs to be dealt with. All right. Uh, you know, my mother. Like you could be a werewolf, that. and that's an issue. Well, I, I, some people just have more pronounced facial hair, and it's dark sometimes. And uh, then, I mean, this was like, it was like stubbled. You know what I mean? It was. Um, 
I mean, that's that's a lot to deal with. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I felt terrible for yes. her, and, and well, she brought it up to me, I guess, because she's very self-conscious uh-huh. about it. Well, the next time you're having your nails done, <laughs> go there and tell her that, uh, hey, uh, you know, I spoke with Dr. Mike, and he said you ought to get it checked out. Yeah, and then also, listen, you can just... You can just give in and shave every day. You know what I mean? Let guys well, yeah, do it. Yeah, but then you get a 5 o'clock shadow. You want to make sure you're not missing something that's underlying uh, and causing the problem. Mm-hmm. If it's that pronounced that it's causing her that amount of distress, then I think she needs to get yeah. she needs uh, to get it looked that's a That's yeah. sage advice. You oh, know, especially yeah. if your balls hurt. I mean, yeah. that's Absolutely, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, uh, too. Something's your wrong balls hurt? Yeah. No, her, <laughs> hers. No, hers. Yeah. Well, if... It could be an issue. Let me ask you something. Isn't it it not true that the more you shave, the quicker the hair grows back? I had read that that's not necessarily true. No, I don't think that's true. I think what happens is you shave it and it comes back. And so you get into the habit of of being more self-conscious about it and you shave it. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and by the way, settle this once and for all. After you die, your uh, fingernails and hair do not continue to grow, correct? That's not true. They do, actually. They do? Yeah. For how long? I don't know. I've Should we exhume a few bodies and find them? I heard they don't. I just heard the, the decomposition the sk- the makes skin them... is, The skin is recessing. Anyway. Well, um, I don't know. I, I always thought that the hair did grow and nails mm-hmm. continued to grow uh, 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 for a period of time. All right, I'll so, have to check on that. Too. Any, right. Anyone looking for cheap wigs? Well, here's <laughs> the deal. All right? There's a no-die policy in my practice. So, <laughs> you right? never, yes. I don't care what happens if you die because we don't do that. <laughs> all right. We don't do that. All right. All right. All right. Love, love you, Dr. Mike. Love all right. Talk to you later. Dr. Mike Trigliano. The learned man. Uh, by the way, I don't uh, – I'm, I'm looking at some of the uh, – Texts coming in. I don't hate beards. No. I mean, I, you have I one. Do. I'm just saying that the fashion it, years from now will, it, it, the really big bushy beard will eventually go oh, out of Oh, screw you. I, I know. Well, I'm, <laughs> what am I? Uh, pussy ass bitch. I'm sorry. That's what it was. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> no, saying, no, no. 20 years from now, you may look at pictures of you with this big beard and you go, oh my God, that's when I had that giant beard. You absolutely will. Yeah, of course. Everything that's comes the way it is. and goes and then sure. it'll be back in at some way, point. It, I had a massive mullet. Yeah. Gigantic at the time and I look at pictures and go, oh, dude, look at you. you, know look what? At you there you there may come a time, Whatever. though it may be hard to fathom, you may be 93 and, and you may have your mullet back because yeah. all of a sudden yeah. it's all the rage in the senior citizens community. But, you know, who knows? A, a decade from now, somebody might be going, you know what? That pussy-ass bitch was right. <laughs> this looks stupid. <laughs> it may be. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to a couple of calls here. Uh, you know what? Uh, John has a question about uh, beards uh, real quick. Hey, John, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzook, sir. What is your question you would like to pose to us, the experts here? <laughs> okay, well, from my perspective, but also to general, because I know I'm not the only guy out there thinking this. For a long time, I shaved up until a few years ago that I started growing a beard. In. I've also worked in corporate America, which I know a lot of other guys do. So has court, has the beard, well-groomed, mind you, well-kept, creeped into corporate America office environment, and is it now acceptable to go into an interview with a beard as long as you don't look like you just glued a sheep to your face? Right, or right. I just saw actually a, 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 a study, uh, there was a, a piece on whatever news show I was watching, talking about the acceptability of uh, two things, of facial hair and tattoos. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were saying that in your, as you were describing the well-groomed beard, someone who has a, a you know, has obviously attention to that, that it is not... On the whole, a, uh, a hairy hole is a, a, a hindrance, uh, but that um, statistically, people are more inclined to go with a sh- with 
and this, take it for what it's worth, a clean-shaven face by a small percentage. So, but if you're coming in and you're well-qualified and your beard is well-groomed, this was this study from, I don't know, from what, whatever study they were citing that said a, uh, you know, a, a clean shave is, is a little bit statistically more likely to work in your favor. I but wonder, if you're well-groomed and you present yourself nicely, that you should be fine. I wonder if that's because maybe some of the old regime still is calling the shots, you know, because... Like Smithers in HR. Right, yeah. just like him. No, but I, I remember when, when I was going to, uh, you know, broadcasting school, actually, oh, yeah. to school... But before going on an interview, the placement director would say, now make sure you're clean shaven before you go. Yeah. And that was like a big deal. Uh, like, and, and that was, you know, late 1980s. And it was it was considered if you go in with facial hair, that's a strike against you immediately. You couldn't play well, for the Yankees. You know, you, Steinbrenner wouldn't allow no, that. That was a big yeah. thing. No mustaches, no sideburns. They made fun of that on The Simpsons too, Steve, is that uh, oh, yeah. Burns made uh, somebody <laughs> shave his sideburns up. I don't think you know what sideburns are, Mr. Burns. But you couldn't be uh, a police officer in a lot of different precincts. Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, you, uh, but a lot of that, to your point, Steve, has been relaxed as well. You can have facial hair and you can have tattoos. I think even like with, with the police and things like that, they can have a certain level of, um, of uh, ink, you know, as far hey. as that goes what you can't have is stank slut tattooed right. on your forehead no that's going to be an issue hey wait a minute here's the, i didn't know this this is ups drivers are not allowed to have beards Still. and must cover any tattoos that are visible on their arms i wonder if that is legit or not huh interesting all right thanks for your call uh I, i'd be interested to see if there are indeed uh businesses like that that require that uh, there's no facial hair. I know for, I who are we talking with we had someone in here who um for her job uh, it's probably a more conservative like an insurance company and and she's asked to wear long sleeves to cover her actual tattooed oh, sleeves Oh wow hmm. Um, but but they, she didn't lose the job. They just asked that she made that modification. Hey, you know who needs a a beard intervention? Who? And I love this guy and you guys do too is uh Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. He's got he you talking about John Wick? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about John Wick. And and he doesn't grow a really big beard, but he's got this weird patchy facial pattern. <laughs> yeah. And it comes up under his like <laughs> almost under his eyeballs. I mean, it's like it comes up really really high. And he's I about as, he's about as cool as you can get. I know what you're saying. And I, and, and, and I hear what you're saying, but he's John well, Wick. You're going to let him have that, of course, cuz you have a thing for him. I have a thing for John Wick. I know. I'm I a wick man. You're a wick man. <laughs> But he's you're so, right. It is it is it is an irregular beard. But you know but he can pull that off. He's the boogeyman, Preston. He is. Goddamn pencil. <laughs> <laughs> the pencil. Yeah. What do they the call two him? Two men. I know it's Baba Yale. Yale. What is, is it? that the name of it? Baba Yale or something like oh, that? I don't know. Yeah, the uh, whatever boogeyman, the boogeyman is in yeah. Russia. Bubba right. Bale. Yeah. Scott Bale. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. I'm gonna go to. I'm curious as to why John was told this. Hi, John. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? He's doing good. What's up, Johnny? Oh, here we go. I think you're a little ahead of us, but what's up, buddy? Uh, nothing. Basically, I had uh, knee surgery. Wound up getting MRSA in my knee. Oh. Had to uh, go through the antibiotics. I had to get knee replacement. Okay. So the doctor had my nose tested. That's how they tested for MRSA. And next thing you know, he's like, yeah, you tested positive. You're going to have to... Uh, Shaved your mustache and your goatee. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, yeah, you're going to have to get rid of that. He's like, that, that causes and has all kinds of bacteria and stuff in it. I'm like, no kidding. Huh? I'm like, dude, this thing is 12 inches long. You know how long it's taking me to grow this? 
He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, you, you got to shave. So, it. so did you refuse to do it, or did you? I mean, it, MRSA is a serious thing. Did yeah. you? Did you? Kelly, I, did you follow I, his? I shaved that right off. Yeah. I play with that stuff. Man. No, you're, you, you and you were smart to do that. Like I worked at a jail. I've seen some nasty stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but I well, wasn't playing with that. So that well, that speaks to the, the 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 clinical aspects of making sure that you're you know removing all potential germ aspects. Uh, listen, you, you're think of the amount of food that falls down. You know, as you're as you're as you're eating, yeah, you've got a a, a, a crumb catcher right under your <laughs> mouth. Basically, in a nutshell, yeah, I, w- I would eat soup, and I'd, I'd have to tuck it into my shirt. No, 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 no. There's just no way to be. And I get, I get Thanks, it. John. I get. There's a, a mountain man look, and there's a Viking thing, and I got it. Right. But uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to your health and, and your life. I'm mortified when I find out that I have, like, any bit of food on my face. It's like, well, how long have I been like this? In Clearwater, <clears throat> Casey had sunscreen in it. And I was like, can you, can, can you get that out? Yeah, stop it. It looked like snot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst when a dude has snot in his beard. Oh, and mustache. Yeah. When an old man sitting in the park feeding the pigeons. Ew. I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Stop thinking of clams. <laughs> clams. Good advice. What's up, Jason? I, I just wanted to let you know that I, I actually used to work for UPS. And uh, during my interview, I came in with a beard. And the first thing the guy told me is that you have to shave that off. The only thing you can have are a mustache. And then I, in the summertime, I had to wear long sleeves because I have tattoos on my forearms. Okay. So those, and those UPS trucks can get, uh, can get pretty hot. Well, wow. So, but you can wear shorts, correct? No, I had, a, I had tattoos on my legs. That sucks. All right, but but they were they did allow a mustache. There was a mustache. Is the only thing you're allowed to have. Okay. I wonder why. What if you grow like a Sam Elliott type of you know? I don't want to work for UPS. Bushy one. Huh. All right. Interesting. They allow you to look. They allow you to look like a pedophile, but not a mountain man. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jason. I mean, like honestly, like what if you're growing facial hair to cover something that you're not proud of on your, uh, you know, like a whatever. Um, yeah, you might a, have a scar, scar or, or a hair lip or, or yeah. whatever it is, yeah. and they're going to make you shave that off? Yeah, I don't know. Some, for some reason, I guess it's, it seems a little archaic to I me. Guess go well, I think a close, mm-hmm. like a well-maintained beard that, you know, I've, I've seen, uh, honestly, can I, look rather nice. I, it, I, I think that that shows responsibility. It's, that it's actually a bit more work to maintain a beard. I, I, I get... Shaving my head and my face is, is you know, I, I'm thrilled with this antiseptic android look that I've perfected over the years. I'm going to go to Mark. Hey, Mark, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? Listen, the reason police, fire, and EMT paramedics are not allowed to wear beards or mustaches is for safety reasons. The gear, when you put on fire apparatus, the, the, the ear mask, yeah. Or gas mask for police, you have to have a clean, tight seal. So it, it, it won't it won't uh, seal appropriately to your face. Correct. You're saying? I'm you, sorry. You, it won't seal appropriately to your face if you have a big, bushy mustache or beard or whatever. You would not have a tight seal. And the military, the same thing. All right. Yeah, he's right. You know All what? Right. In uh, scuba diving. Um, I, before going, I'd shave my mustache. That's why you never see ZZ Top scuba diving. Uh, because that seal on your mask. 
it, it'll keep leaking. Yes. You know, like the, it, it will allow water to get in there. So I guess the same thing would go for a breathing apparatus, Marissa. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I, I mean, I was just a volunteer, but they uh, would have people shave their beards for that reason because no you're just kidding. not going to get a good seal. Yeah. And, I mean, that's your oxygen that you're going into a fire. <clears throat> but wait a minute. Police officers? No, so I just they read. They have mustaches. No, well, yeah, I guess mustaches, but I just read. The cool ones. Uh, and I'm not, I can't remember exactly where it was, but that they're going to let um, the police, they're, they're going to let us in one of the police departments a, like, uh, a tight, a tight beard, like a very, very groomed, uh-huh. like nothing even like what you guys had. But, but okay. whereas they like, couldn't like even a, have like that. A five like George Shadow Plus. Right. Exactly. So, but I mean, obviously undercover police can can yeah, that's work the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I will go next to. Serpico did it. Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, I was uh, fired from my job for having a beard. W- um, okay. Think... What kind of job was it? Uh, it's the laborers union. Okay. Uh, I work at a quarry. I operate uh, machinery. You killed yeah. the man with a hammer, but it was they, it was the beard. No, so they told you specifically it was the beard that got you fired. Yes. Yeah. They wanted me to get fitted for a uh, dust mask. Oh. Uh, so same thing. They said I, I needed a uh, skin tight seal. Uh-huh. Um, but the kicker was my foreman actually had a goatee too, <sighs> and uh, so he was allowed to keep his. But they fired me for having a beard. Uh, and then, that's uh, and the union. Uh, did you bring this up to the union? Yeah, yeah. They uh, they did nothing for me. They said they had a justifiable cause for firing me. Oh, well, of, uh, I mean, if they're talking about dust and like we're safety. talking about air, air yeah, safety yeah. issues, I guess they have you know grounds to stand yeah, on. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really do that job. I'm in a machine, and the air is filtered through the machine. Yeah, well, that oh, no. sucks, man. Interesting. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. Some of in radio, we're required to wear gas masks yeah, all the time, but they allow us to have beards. So I don't <laughs> really think they cared about. They care about our safety that much. Two things we're required to have: microblading mm-hmm. and and uh, res- respiration. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. equipment. We'll have, to, we'll have to bring that up at the next the next after meeting, after meeting that we meeting don't go to. Yeah. That we never <laughs> we uh, attend and that we yeah. don't even read the emails. Yeah, but they send us the free movies at the uh, screen. And that's Guild. why we love our union. All right, anyhow, uh, interesting stuff. So thank you very much. Uh, the microblading, that was a bit of an issue the one woman had. And uh, uh, beards, apparently, make sure you clean them because they can be clean them out. Filthy. Filthy, disgusting. You know, oh, you, don't even need a, you don't even need... Uh, really, to go elaborate, just use like a high pressure washer. Yeah, yeah you can do that. <laughs> you can go to local uh, uh, car wash. You know the ones where you do <laughs> exactly manually. You do, you do it yourself. yourself. Yeah. Uh, all right, listen. We need to take a break. I want to thank uh, Sunny's Italian Deli in uh, Limerick for being here. They brought in hoagies for us. Dear and God, they are featured in Deeds and Watches Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide. Hey. Here's a fun fact: they've been mentioned by Guy Fieri. Wow. For their famous junkyard hoagie on Food Network's Best Thing I Ever Ate. Well, there's each one of those sandwiches is just enormous. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, check out realphillydeli.com for information on our restaurants here this morning. We're going to take a break. Are the ladies here? They're here. In fact, they're having a, a, a hoagie eating contest right now. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Wonderful. I love when, that. When we return, Cindy Williams and uh, Dee Dee Khan are going to be in our <laughs> studio. We'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
by the way, uh, we're having old-fashioned Italian and turkey hoagies from uh, Little Hut in Ridley Park, featured in the Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide and serving the Ridley Park community for 45 years. So we thank them for coming by today, and they brought uh, maybe 50 pounds of hoagies along with them today. Yeah, there's, somewhere there's a missing herd of animals. Yeah, so we appreciate it. All right, we are very excited to have our next two guests in the studio. They have been part of uh, television shows and films uh, that we all here love. Adore. Throughout the years. And uh, they are going to be performing at the Bucks County Playhouse starting tomorrow through the 21st. The show is called Middletown. couple other cool guests on or uh, performers in that show as well, which we'll get to in a moment. But we are very excited to have in our studio today Cindy Williams and Dee Dee Kong. Yeah. Yeah. To the studio oh. this morning. <laughs> good morning, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> good to see you. Thanks for all those meats. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, no you know, baloney, listen, baby. Listen, yes. <laughs> you, you, you certainly warrant the widest uh, selection of meat we could provide. So. Uh, <laughs> it's we're, our pleasure. Preston's right, though. We're, we're incredibly excited because we're, we're just massive fans of, uh, you, you know, you guys. And I was, Preston and I were chatting last night. You know, uh, though you have received accolades, both of you, throughout your careers, I, I think, you know, I think historically, you guys are um, still at a level of being underrated as far as just how good you guys have been over the years. And, uh, you know, Preston and I were talking about uh, American Graffiti yep. and and Cindy, you know, the, just, I mean, seminal work and, 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 and the comedy duo, you and, and Penny Marshall, Laverne and Shirley, Dee Dee, I mean, you know, there, I was watching Grease the other night. And there, there, are, there are nuances and things to both your careers and performances that I think if people, you know, take some time, we'll really appreciate just how damn good you are. Oh, so I said Steve. it. Yeah. Steve, we're going to yeah. have to buy Steve a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but we, we're, we're serious. I mean, so much of what you've done, and, and this is really why we get excited about guests like like uh, you two, is because it's it's we're pop culture fanatics, and, mm-hmm. and it's provided so much of the fodder of what are some of our fondest memories. And that, that has to be cool for you at, you know i hope it is at this point to encounter that kind of you know reaction i hope that's what you're getting i could recite pretty much that entire movie yep. and every song and act it out oh. it's just i mean would watch it over and over and over again it's a phenomenon really greece i mean it seems like an every generation discovers it anew mm-hmm. you know and it's wonderful really i mean great. i can't do not very rarely does a day go by that not that one of us says something, something. from the movie, yeah. sings a line from a song, or says something from the movie. It's it's got that it was, kind of staying power. Yeah. It was just on uh, the country uh, CMT the other night. Of course, on CMT it runs four and a half hours because there's <laughs> forty four thousand commercials. But but yeah, and it's just it you know it, it has that transcendent thing as as uh, you know both your your uh, libraries of work uh, uh, do. But I wanted to talk quickly about, uh, you know, and mention what you're here for is yeah. this uh, production of Middletown. Right. Which is uh, Middletown, New Jersey is what it pertains to, exactly. correct? Exactly. It's about the two couples who have been friends for 33 years. And what's great is Donnie Most, right? Who's the, uh, so the other two, Preston, we're talking about and Donnie Most and Adrian Zemed. Right. Adrian's a man. That's like a who's who. 
Well, you know, my very first job in Hollywood was on Happy Days, and I played Ralph Melf's girlfriend. No way. He gave my... me mononucleosis. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. For real on the show? That's for real. Right. And I hadn't for seen real. him for 40 years. Wait, Cindy's wondering if he gave you mono in real life <laughs> no, or on the show. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. He gives you right. mononucleosis. <laughs> Is that when the show was one camera? Yes, so you, it was. Okay, was there, there must have been a kissing scene. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And, and then Adrian was in Greece too, yes. so I haven't seen him in forty years either. Wow! So and Cindy, wow! Our, you know, we were at Paramount at the same time. So, the four of us getting together at the first day of rehearsal, it was like a Old, reunion. It was there was a Old home week. Yeah, it so, really was. So this has to be very cool because so you're you're and and. Reading about, I, I wasn't familiar with Middletown. It's from a, a, an author, uh, Dan Clancy, is the guy's right, name, right? Right. Okay, and and it's so. It, is is it a uh, you you've reached that certain point in in life where I, I it, it described as as comedic and touching yeah. and uh, you know sort of a here we are at this point in our life, sort of comedy drama. Would well, that be it, correct? It, it goes. It goes over the thirty three years. They go back in time to when they first met. Okay. And it's kind of like different high points of their lives and some low points but what they're and they're two absolutely opposite couples in terms of but they've their remained friends and, but how they became friends and how them first the women and then how we bring the husbands in right that usually ha- that happens a lot yeah, right. where they, yeah they, they, it's right. the, the women who my my wife will meet <laughs> people and she becomes friends yeah. and it's sort of expect i hope you're i hope you become friends with the husband <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what happens but to do a new play at bucks county is uh, part of a tradition you know that uh, is such history there we i got to see the theater last night it's beautiful yeah it is it's and a I mean, wonderful facility robert redford was there grace kelly liza minnelli i mean it's the foremost place for to try out something new to bring to New York. So is that the is that the end goal here with this or or no? Well, yeah, well you know, yeah. always it's. I live in New York, so hey, it would be nice <laughs> to like just yeah. come right home. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Right, right, right. Walk to work. <laughs> it's it's a play filled with a lot of heart and um, and humor. The, to see theater like this, to see stuff like this, is always cool. And people are you know who've never had the opportunity or never even considered it. Here's a good entree. People, friends that they've spent time with over the years, yes, you can go exactly. and see something and see because there's really nothing like it. it That's it's, right. it's really a unique experience. Yeah, right. It's uh, and there's something for everyone in it. Yeah. Um, it's and it hits upon certain times that are iconic in um, you know in history and in um, yeah, the true America and. Uh, and how the, these couples live through those times. It sort of reminds me, at least a tone maybe of a, uh, like same time next year or that sort of where over the, over the course of years, or, uh, uh, even though it's a different dynamic, right. but, but visiting at different points. And in, in this is that was one couple, but two couples and their relationship together. Right, right. Over how, the course well, of yeah. yeah. How life comes in. And, and yeah, well, it, what was interesting when I read the play, I read and I said, oh, Dottie, that's for me, Didi Dottie. You know, I had played every variation of, you know, Non Too Bright or whatever, you know, <laughs> that there is. But no, they said, Cindy wants to play that's that. right. Yes, and... Non Too Bright. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I got the part. No, I, I, it's a great part. And she part. gets all I the laughs. It. But you get to play it. Well, you know, later on. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to switch. Oh, do you? Oh, no, not, that's not, very cool. Not, not no, while we're not, here. Yeah, yeah. But, 
what was interesting was that the part of Peg, which I play, is someone very introverted yeah. and and needs a friend like Dottie to to help her to get through certain situations that she's very shy about or fearful of and um it's it's been a wonderful joy for me to play something very different. That's uh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Tickets are available at uh, bcptheater.org. Uh so <clears throat> get those cuz the show starts tomorrow and goes through the 21st. Cindy, I wanted to ask you since uh Didi had mentioned, you know, being on Happy Days uh in in the that very first season, um how extraordinary was it that that you and Penny Marshall appear on Happy Days as these characters and all of a sudden they want to do a spin-off show. I mean, that had to have been incredible as somebody who's just stepping in to do, you know, a guest appearance of sorts. And now, hey, guess what? You did such a great job. We want to give you this whole show. It had to have been pretty incredible. Well, Penny and I had to ask for the definition of spinoff. We had no idea <laughs> what what it meant. And they said, they want to give you your own show. We couldn't believe it. Well, we were writing together at the time. We were writing this uh, this sketch movie for, for, for francis ford coppola, coppola. yeah that, right. right and yeah. um steve martin martin mall harry Shear. i can't remember the other writers but they had one girl writing team you could have done it we could have done it <laughs> together Dee. uh and that was me and penny and that was the first time we really worked together and then gary marshall who is penny's brother was he called one day and said, we got these two parts, uh, the parts of girls, two girls who date the fleet. <laughs> and it was like, date the fleet? What's he talking about? So, they, and we want you and Penny. And I thought, this will take care of my rent for a year. So we went over and we played these girls. And when we first played them, we were floozies. Yes. We just... You know, we were smoking. We came on in in rehearsal, smoking, flinging the, you know, flinging the, the cigarette across the stage. And we were told, no, 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 this is a family show. Uh, we won't be doing that. So we had to t- go back and tone it down. But we had no idea. I'd never seen the show. And uh, my sister, though, ironic, was an extra on it. And she kept t- telling me, oh, there's a show. It's fun. You should watch it. And you'd really like the characters. Anyway, um, so I, I didn't own a TV at the time, so I didn't know the show. She didn't know the show, so that was our take on the characters in the beginning. Then we went back to our little writing job after we did that, and then two weeks later they called and said they want to do a spinoff with you girls. It's wild. The scene, yeah, it is wild. Wow. The scene where you punch Richie, <laughs> when you punch Richie in the face, oh my, it's still cracks me up you know ron oh. loves that he said boy we did that well oh, and, I go, what? and he goes no we timed that really well because it and it then i went perfect. back in the next when i saw it i said well he's right because yeah. it does look like yeah. i'm yeah you know those things can look really fake yep. but yeah he took that really <laughs> well, well that punch on the chin i was reading about the yeah, i mean stop and think of it press and i talk about this all the time you have these, you know, super split audiences now with uh, with streaming services, and there's you know, no, no, not a lot of odds. People are watching exactly what you're watching. Mm. When that show went, and by the way, Laverne and Shirley quickly eclipsed Happy Days mm-hmm. yes. as the number one show and held mm-hmm. that spot for a number of years. Um, you're talking, you know, the I, the majority of the country was watching that show. And I was um, reading uh, an interview with you and, and, and Penny Marshall at the time, and, and it first hit you, I think you were doing the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Right. At just how 
immersed the country was in Laverne and Shirley fever and explain what what the, the tipping point was there when you thought, oh, my God, this is huge. Well, we just had no idea the yeah. popularity of the show. I because mean, you we were had, doing the show. You weren't out. We were back. not. Yeah, we were just over on a yeah. soundstage for 13 weeks at Paramount. And then they let us out and they asked us to do the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day Parade in Manhattan, yeah. the Macy's Day Parade, or Macy's Parade. Yeah. And so we were on some kind of float thing and uh, we were supposed to, ju- we'd done this album. I'm sure you've played it many times here, <laughs> along with the Foo Fighters. Yes. Uh, and so they said, you're going to stop here and you're going to jump off and you're going to lip sync, you know, your, yeah. the they do run, run. Right. That was it. Okay. And so we did, we jumped off and then this crowd started moving toward us and Penny and I looked behind us to see who was there, that they were, you know, going toward. <laughs> right. And then we realized <laughs> it's you. us and we, and they broke a barrier and so we jumped back on the you know they say get back on the float yeah. so we got back on the float but we we had no idea of uh the popularity of the show i don't even think to the end we had a, really had an idea i remember penny and i were watching it once because we we never saw it i we just would do the show and we'd never watch it because it ran on the night that we were filming it okay so uh we one time had to watch the show because we were getting clips for some reunion show and i remember penny we were watching something we were laughing and she goes you know this is pretty good (laughs) and and it was you know, she was right. It was, at least the one we were watching. But it was, anyway. It was better than good. Wow. I mean, yeah. There were so many times, and, you know, obviously with, with, with her passing, which, uh, um, right. you know, was, uh, caught us all. But to review those, I mean, you know, the people to bring up uh, Lucy and Ethel and, and uh, you know, the, the great comedy pairings. There was a precision to your physical comedy mm-hmm. married with, I, th- I think, Cindy, in particular, your ability to... Yeah, you would just start delivering lines, and I would start laughing. You, you, oh, wow. there was a nuance you would find in things because uh, Lauren and Shirley could be broader than I think. Happy Days, Happy Days started off as just a. It was more based in reality its first two seasons, and then went in front of a live audience, and it was sort of sort of a weird transition for it. But it, you know, Henry Winkler, Fonzie became the the driver. You guys were you were. It was always about you two, and and you were always the the, the part of the show that just popped. And um, but there was a meticulous thing to what you guys did. And I I had to imagine the amount of work that went into pulling that stuff off. I mean, there's some there are literally classic bits from Laverne and Shirley that everyone remembers. Always one liners that would uh, introduce uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Somebody would say something. And then hello. Oh, the hello joke. That's what we call it. It never got old. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we had a born again Christian censor. It was a time in television where there were censors um that were um given to each show and uh well not like a gift yeah. but you know <laughs> they were signed they had to watch yeah, yeah yes and they and he didn't let us very nice guy didn't let us get away with anything so we we invented around it and i think that's why the tone of the show became across the boards because we'd really be stupid and come up with these stupid things that would make us laugh. And it was actually in ways, it would be almost be worse than what you would have, like exactly. the, the Ovodio double, dough double entendre instead of sex. Exactly. Was, was, yeah. yeah, we'd have to come up with, yeah. 
Things it's, like it's that. It's wild. Yeah. Didi, um, I wanted to ask you about uh, playing ditzy because you mentioned that earlier. And, and people can cheapen that. They can play ditzy or dumb, really. And they do the same thing when playing drunk sometimes. <laughs> uh, what do you think is harder to do, playing ditzy and dumb or playing um, playing drunk, playing, you know, a, a, like an alcoholic type of a well, character? You know, when I first started out, it seemed like anytime I would go to an audition and there'd be all blondes there, I would get the job. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I the, <laughs> The first one was a series with Danny Thomas that I did. Actually, it was called The Practice, but it was different. He was a doctor. I remember that show. It was on yeah. for just a limited time. Yeah, but it was, one year. And yeah. it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. I played his reception. So what I did was I I just thought that so, and I was in awe of Danny Thomas anyway, because I had remembered Make Room for Daddy. And, yeah, yeah, and which was looked, a very funny uh, classic sitcom. Yeah, yeah, and he looked so much like my daddy, you know. So all I did was... I was just in awe of him, and and because I was so in awe of him, I would do a lot of stupid things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that was, you know. So uh, I've never had to play drunk. Okay. But I think that if if I did, um, it would be again maybe just the opposite, trying. Not to be drunk, right. you know. <laughs> well, you, the first time I saw you, actually, I remember there was a movie called "You Light Up My Life," oh, yeah. and and and, yep. it, and it came out, and it and it actually spawned the Debbie Boone song that became a big hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and but it was, and there was a serious, more it was sort of serious. You're playing a, 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 a yes. you were a comedian and a singer and. Uh, yeah, and then the year after, I think it's like the year after, yeah. Grease comes out. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was. It was after I did a couple of other films in between, but um, yeah, well, Grease was was a lot of fun. I mean, I mean that we was, just had the best time. And, Alan Carr, the super right. producer, Robert Stigwood, who had, he just came off Brilliant. Saturday Night uh, Fever. Fever, that's right. And then you had the the mega stars of the time, mm-hmm. John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. We just had Olivia Newton John on uh, talking about the whole experience. And, and uh, uh, what was that like to be around? Because you will, you don't see promotion and that Hollywood mechanism right, like you right. used to see. Well, you know, Olivia was. Um, she must have told you that she was afraid, she and was, she yeah. took a screen test with John, and there was instant chemistry between them. You right. Know? Rocking and rolling, <laughs> and wow. feeling, boom, boom, boom. So, but her first scene was with me walking onto the campus of Rydell. Yeah, and you know, as you said, I had done a couple of films, so I was a veteran film actress. <laughs> I just began to improvise with her because she was really not focused, and she her hands were shaking. And and, she was a singer. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she and was I. An so I just said, "Oh, you know, so nice that you moved right next door to me, and you're from. Tell me." Sydney, Australia, and anyway, she went, began an imp, and she played along. All of a sudden, they said action, and we went into the scene. And afterwards, she hugged me so oh. tight to say thank you. You know, this is fun. You yeah. know, and what happened was from that point on, we all stayed in character all day long. There was a constant improv going. As soon as we got into our makeup chairs. We became, had everybody called us by our characters' names. Really? Which gave us the license, because most of us were a bit older <laughs> than the teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. was older at the time. So, you know, but then you could be, you know, silly and horny yeah. and whatever. But I think everyone sort of gave license to that because it's part of the deal. You, you, everyone got it that it was, that they were, it was, you know, yeah. because the original source material, the Grease right, musical right. was very... 
provocative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh. all right, in Chicago. In fact, here's a little tidbit. Yeah. Beauty School Dropout was the first song that uh, Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey wrote for the musical. No kidding. And it came not from their experience in high school, but they heard on the news of a guy who had just committed murder. And they said, this guy was a beauty school dropout, <laughs> and he committed murder. And they said, Click. that's a song. <laughs> Hey, Dee did you... Yeah. <laughs> Go back to high school. Yeah. Chicago, then. Did you already... Uh, were you already a smoker, or did you have to learn uh, Oh, no, no. I had, I'd broken my nose. That's why it only went up one side, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wasn't. I'm not, I'm That's not... why the smoke only went up one yeah. side of your nose? Yeah, oh I've tried God. to... Look for that. I Look want... for that in the movie. I tried <laughs> to smoke. I tried. I wanted to be cool, but uh, no, I... No, I was allergic. Uh, so, but you you did it for that role, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's baby. how Frenchie got her name. So you, that been... scene was so we were so into it, right? And we're on a soundstage in Paramount. We were so into it that at one point, when they took out the wine bottle, we were in a master shot. I jumped up and went and closed my bedroom door, like my mother was going. My mother was in Brooklyn, <laughs> you know. But that's how how deep we were into it. You were in oh, that the, the the Grease sequel with Adrian Zemed, which, yeah. which brought us Michelle Pfeiffer uh, yes. as well. Oh, and, yes, and you were in the live Fox. You made an appearance on that, correct? Yeah, which I thought they did a solid job with. Oh, they were fun. wonderful. That's Tom Kale, wonderful director, and you know he directed Hamilton on Broadway and yeah. this Fosse um, Verdon. That, that looks phenomenal, right yeah. Now. But oh yeah, that was weird though because I. Uh, you know, <laughs> I saw Carly Rae, and I thought, oh, my God, that's the daughter I never had. <laughs> and she started crying, and I started crying. Aww. And that was very, it was, because it was coming up to our 40th anniversary, and I hadn't really thought about it. You know, 40 years is, mm. it took Moses 40 years to get to the promise. <laughs> I mean, what's happening here, you know? So I, I, and then I'm playing Vi, I'm playing the Joan Bond. It, it was weird. It, it is wild. Yeah, but yeah. It, so that, that was nostalgic. And, and Cindy, American Graffiti, we were talking about American Graffiti, how Press and I, you know, we love that movie on so many levels. But one of the great aspects of that is that tying the whole movie together is Wolfman Jack, who, yeah. who was right. a legendary right. broadcaster. Fabulous. And, yeah. and his the way he's portrayed in the movie and, and his the heart and soul of that character is just, for, for radio people, that is just... It's sort of a radio movie without being a radio movie. Well, George um, Lucas described it to Ron Howard and myself in the beginning as a musical. Really? Yeah. He said, because the music will never stop until the source, except for, I think it was two dramatic times, when the source of the music is gone, when the car is stolen. Yeah. So the radio's gone. And uh, at, at the end, when there's the accident, and again... The music is gone because of the uh, radio being wiped out. So, uh, but what you say about Wolfman, when I was in high school, I mean, you dared, you had to dare yourself to listen to him because he was so naughty. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's what everybody said. And I thought, what's so naughty about this? One of the nicest people and so talented. I mean, just so talented could keep a, you know. Kind of like you fellas yeah. and ladies. Well, yeah. Just could we appreciate keep you it. listening. And uh, and that was, uh, I thought that was a stroke of genius uh, um, of many of the geniuses that George possesses. But 
that he described it as a musical. And if you think about it, the music in that movie was another character. And Elv, um, Colonel Parker wouldn't allow any of Elvis's movies. That's why Elvis Presley's music isn't in. No kidding. The, right. Big wow. mistake because that Big soundtrack was, it was huge. huge. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. And it was, and it, I remember people were, were crying nostalgically leaving that movie and it just affected so many people. It's just right. a, it's a, it's a perfect movie. That whole 1970s era w- was really a love affair of the 1950s if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, With yeah. Happy mm-hmm. Days and Laverne and Shirley and Grease, Grease, all of that. And yeah, I was true. a kid at that time and I was way caught up in it. I remember you know, being going, we were you know, girls were wearing poodle skirts yeah. to school and it was, it really took over the nation. It was something special. It's a, it's a wild, it's a wild thing. Yeah. It's, and, and I encourage anyone who's never seen American Graffiti to you're seeing George Lucas at the beginning of his, of his craft, the genius, and there's no movie like it. And your, your performance is fantastic. And you get to ride off with uh, Harrison Ford for a little bit. And it's very cool. Yeah. Let me reset just a moment. Cindy Williams and Dee Dee Connor here. They're uh, performing in Middletown, which is the, the Bucks County Playhouse. And that's tomorrow through the 21st tickets available at BCP theater.org. Didi, somebody texted in and wanted me to ask you about a generation of people who know you from Shiny Time Station. Oh. Which I, I forgot. Yes. Hello, Stacy Jones speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a whole other generation right there, and they're they're growing up now. Yeah. You know, oh, is... I know that that all the Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. stories it's huge. Is still huge. Yeah. yeah. And... I mean, every so often I'll I'll meet a fellow who's like in his late twenties, early thirties, who was and they say, are you Stacy Jones? Wow. And I'm just waiting for one of those guys to <laughs> give me a great move on, you did, know? You work, uh, did you work with Ringo? Uh, I, that's why I took the job. That's cool. I mean, you don't go on PBS for the money. You, know? <laughs> you get an umbrella, you get a mug, you get a bag, bag, that's about it. But, you know, I liked what you said before about, about, yeah, about <laughs> friends, that you feel like, we meet people who who have seen the movies Grease so much, or or Shining Time, yeah. or or Laverne and Shirley, and they feel like they're our friends, and that's why this play, which is about friendship, yeah, and um, the memory of friendship, and and what it does, and how it changes your life. So we're hoping that people who come. They want to, you know, continue that relationship with They're us. friends with you yeah. from an already existing relationship. It's true. Yeah. Seeing live theater is a wonderful thing and at it's a, a great venue. And a beautiful theater. Yes. Great, great venue. Well, we got to wrap it up. But listen, I I want you guys to go back and tell Donnie Most and Adrian Zamed, there's some really nice radio guys here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I want to get them in here, too. Especially Adrian, oh, because we had Real somebody too. come in studio last year and got yes. an Adrian Zamed tattoo. Yes. His, oh, kidding. Steve, yes. Steve had made just a, a thrown out there joke <laughs> about having an Adrian Zemed tattoo, and a guy called up and he's like, I'll get one. I think Adrian Zemed is underrated. I, I, you know. Oh, he's oh, he's wonderful. Yeah. He's this. my husband. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Donnie. Donnie also. Well, maybe yeah. someone will get a Donnie Most tattoo. We can work on it. We can find definitely someone. work that oh, out. We love you guys, and thank you yeah. for having us. Oh, on. you're wonderful, yeah. all yeah. of you. Thank you. I, I also want to mention that Middletown, you know, when it's done at the uh, Bucks County Play, Playhouse that it's actually going to move to the Delaware Theater Company. It's going to be playing there. uh, I believe the dates are May 28th through June 2nd. But there's going to be a switch out, I believe. Cindy and... um, Donnie are not going to be there, yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, Don... 
Yeah, that's new. Guess what? Yeah, so it's going to be Anson Williams, Williams and yeah. Sally yeah, Struthers. Oh, and I'm going to play her. We had yeah. Sally Struthers in here. This is yes, we we oh, love this. this. Oh, it'll be fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did Anson Williams can he have any uh, kissing diseases? <laughs> <laughs> Say that's it. No. Um, <laughs> it turns out that entire Happy Days cast is crawling with disease. <laughs> Mono, I can't believe it. they have a storyline where <laughs> I love it. All right, Ralph well, gives you. <laughs> well, you know, we have two shows tomorrow, and two shows yes. Thursday, and two shows Saturday. All two, right. And uh, we'll send people yeah. your way. Make and sure. Don't Sunday, miss it. Matinee it's Sunday. great. Plenty of chances. And come and see us afterwards. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, ladies. Thank you for being here. We love this you. Morning. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cindy Williams and Didi Carr. Thank you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. A couple of things. Mm -hmm. Number one, um, Didi Kohn is just the cutest thing in the world. Uh She's just adorable. And Cindy is a sweetheart. They were so nice. Wonderful. Loved it. Uh, You know, listen, we've said countless times on the show that meeting people like that, that's what rocks our world. Yep. You know, you can have your superstars. And for us, they are superstars. And when they walked out, they said, hey, see you later, bro dozer. And I love that. (laughs) Bro dozer. Uh, Hopefully they grabbed some uh, hoagies on the way out. They did, actually. Tons. Did they really? Absolutely. All right. So we have old-fashioned Italian and turkey hoagies from uh, Little Hut and Ridley featured in the Deets and Watson Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide and serving the Ridley Park community for 45 uh, years. I said that earlier. And also... Uh, Sonny's Italian Deli came in, too, uh, and brought by a lot of great stuff. So uh, thank you, guys. We do appreciate all that. We made an announcement earlier this morning. A Preston and Steve sorority party is on the horizon. They're always so much fun. They are. And this one is called Sisters and Suds. And the reason being is we're going to be at the new beer garden at uh, Parks Casino. And uh, we're going to have a party a week from Thursday, the 25th. From 6 to 8 p.m. And we're also going to have a pinning party. And everybody is going to get these uh, craft beer glasses. And we're going to paint them. We have a craft we're going to do. Craft. Oh, my gosh. A a DIY, guys. Yeah, do it yourself. (laughs) And uh, we'll have prizes like Zeta Pie tank tops and concert tickets and all that stuff. So uh, 21 and over event. Let's take five ladies. Ladies only. And yet you can bring a friend and they have to be a lady as well. As well. Yeah. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now and we will put you on our list. Uh, we're going to do the Bizarre File as well. Let's do it now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Yeah. All right. This morning brought to you by McGuff Bus Company. Now hiring for gas and diesel mechanics, drivers, and bus aides. Switch to a company who values their employees and pays industry top dollar. For more information, go to McGuffBus.com. Let's begin with this. A follow-up story. A New Jersey groom accused of groping a teen waitress at his own wedding in Philadelphia claims the allegations can't be true. 
because his marriage is still intact. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, okay. You, you remember this story, right? Oh, yeah. Matthew Amers appeared at a Bucks County, uh, or yeah, the Bucks County court with his new wife at his side Thursday as he faced charges stemming from the uh, nightmare nuptials. Amers' lawyer said that the bribe, quote, 150% supports him after the November 24th reception ended with a groom in handcuffs. Uh, the lawyer said if he committed a crime, not even Dr. Phil could keep them together. This is attorney Louis Busico. And he said, and the fact that they're still together shows that my client is an innocent man. Does it really? It, it absolutely does okay. if you're using the Dr. Phil defense. Uh, during the wedding reception, Amers allegedly propositioned an underage waitress and asked her to go outside and make out. She rejected his advances, but the groom allegedly allowed her or followed her into the restroom, groped her and exposed himself. The teen told police that she was left shaken from the incident. Officers later responded to reports of a brawl at the country club and found the groom pushing and punching people. Amers then tried to provoke a fight with an officer and called him derogatory names, police said. What a catch. So a judge ruled on Thursday to uphold all the charges against Amers, including harassment, indecent insult, imprisonment of a minor, and indecent exposure. Should have used the Oprah defense. He will be arraigned next month. Yeah, Oprah's a bigger name. Yeah, yeah. A Florida man, of course is behind bars after screaming obscenities and threatening to destroy everyone with an army of turtles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Florida man, Florida man. An army of turtles. The suspect. Brilliant. Tom, Thomas Devaney Lane. They have shells for protection. Uh, faces multiple charges of breaching the peace, misusing 911, resisting an officer without violence. Lane Donatello, was, attack! Uh, Lane was, quote, yelling out obscenities, constantly calling himself the saint, saying that his turtle army will destroy them and stating that they would all see what would happen in an hour. Oh, you're all going to see. Oh. You, you're not going to believe my turtle army. Police there say that they received seven calls about a man disturbing the peace at three different locations. At some point, Lane even entered the police department and proceeded to yell at the dispatcher while pounding on the walls and glass. He left the building but called 911 while at a 7-Eleven and again threatened the dispatch officer. The police report states that he told the dispatcher over the phone, uh, quote, I need you to leave now or you will all be sorry you effed with the saint. I like turtles. Lane was uh, later found in his car but refused to get out while yelling obscenities and screaming about how his saint, can you come out? How his turtle army would destroy us. Not now. Uh, Lane was forcibly removed and arrested, and he is in the county jail. Turtles, thanks for gathering. (laughs) A poacher who was hunting rhinos in uh, a South African park was reportedly trampled to death by an elephant, and his remains were eaten by the lions. Well, there you go. The man was hunting with a group in Kruger National Park when he was trampled by an elephant on Tuesday. Welcome to Kruger National Park, bitch. Uh, Oh, Freddy. Uh, the hunters notified the man's family, who in turn contacted park rangers. Officials set out to retrieve the man's body, only to find a small portion of his remains in an area known as Crocodile Bridge. Sometimes nature just takes care of things. Yeah, yeah rangers discovered a human head and a pair of pants. And so- <laughs> That's it? That was all that was left? <laughs> human head? So they left the pants? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? They spit it out, yeah. <laughs> Levi's? So they, Seersucker? So they discovered a human head and a pair of pants and said that it appeared that a pride of lions had devoured the man's remains after he was trampled. 
Uh, and the director, the managing executive uh, director, said uh, entering National Kr- Kruger National Park illegally and on foot is not wise. No. It holds many dangers, and this incident is evidence of that. It is very sad to see the daughters of this deceased mourning the loss of their father, and we're still only being able to uh, recover very little of his remains. Well, we can bury the pants. <laughs> In the head. <laughs> the four remaining hunters were arrested. They're due to appear in court for poaching. These poachers are vicious yeah. bastards. Mm-hmm. I don't got what know, he deserved. I you know heard the story and I don't see anybody that goes. Oh man, they got to find these lions. That's, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to do something about yeah. these elephants. Take this guy's shirt. <laughs> One last story. Uh, a 29-year-old man was killed after a bizarre episode Sunday afternoon. The man, who has not yet been publicly identified, crashed a black car outside of a Carl's Jr. Uh, he emerged from the car, stripped off all his clothes, and then ran into McDonald's across the street. Oh, and inside the fast food restaurant, he stabbed an 88-year-old man who was eating with his wife and their family. Uh, the he did su- the damage to Carl's Jr. You should have bought your food from there. Right. Uh, the suspect then exited the business and was confronted by armed security guard, at which time he assaulted the security guard. So there's a naked guy assaulting the security guard. Sorry, I was a little hangry. Uh, the attacker tried to stab the security guard, uh, so the security guard opened fire and killed the dude. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, both the security guard and the stabbing victim are going to be okay. Big Invest- night at the Carl's Jr. I guess so. Investigators said that they are looking into whether the man was under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Sounds like it. It does. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for now. Uh, let's take a break. You uh, know, just remind, because this is your oh, last yeah, yeah, chance yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to win this. Tattoos Day. Tattoos Day. Uh, taking place today. It's your chance to win a $350 gift certificate for world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo for your Preston and Steve tattoo. And uh, it's presented, of course, by uh, Philadelphia Eddie's at 621 South 4th Street. Text the word tattoo to 39333 because we'll get a winner in just a little while. Uh, You can get tattooed by the area's top uh, tattoo artists like Kyle Fitzpatrick. You love his work, Casey. Great line work. Uh, See his work on Instagram at Kyle underscore Fitzpatrick underscore or PhiladelphiaAddiesTattoo.com. But get on that now because we're going to get a winner in just a couple of minutes when we return. So text word tattoo to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sex and candy and hoagies too. He's here in our studio. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. Marcy Playground. President Steve showed about uh, 19 minutes after 10 a.m. And yes, we have uh, lots of food here today. Thank you to Sonny's Italian Deli. And uh, they're in Limerick and Little Hut, which you can find in Ridley Park for coming by this morning. RealPhillyDeli.com for all the information on the Real Philly Deli. Delis, I should say, with Deets and Watson. So uh, we thank them for being here. And feeding everybody. Um, I know I got some stuff to get to. Yeah. I'm going to do, what are you pointing at? This. Ah, yes, Casey, thank you. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, Casey is doing an appearance. He'll be at French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. Yes. Noon to two. And now we've done events at French Creek Outfitters um, <clears throat> in the past. We've done uh, gun virgins. We've done bow virgins. Yeah, like archery virgins. Correct. <clears throat> and now we're doing fishing virgins. Oh. Yeah. And so here's the deal. This is going to be a little bit different than the way we've done it in years past. Years past, it's been like invite only. But this one is is an invite for anybody and everybody to come out to um, 
to French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville uh, at any point while I'm going to be there from noon to two, mm-hmm. either before, during, or after. And um, we're going to be giving away some prizes while I'm there. So you will have an opportunity to win uh, a free fishing rod, uh, uh, gift cards to French Creek Outfitters, huh. a one-year PA state fishing license, by the way. we got MMR merch. Um you know, concert tickets and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, it, so this is kind of open to anybody. Not kind of. It is open to anybody. There's going to be an expert on hand to teach fly fishing. You've asked me about fly fishing I before. have. I, yeah. It's really cool. My it's bu- very zen-ish. Yeah. So, and in fact, my buddy Jeff that I went to high school and college with was telling me that he does it all the time. And he's really, really good at it. But he'll, he's got little kids. I got kids. And, you know, so just trying to get that time together to, yeah. to teach me. So if you want to learn how to do it, I... You know, I suggest you go into uh, to this place on on Saturday. It's a really cool. It's this whipping technique. Yeah, a, that you throw the line out slowly, back and forth. I it's just think pretty cool. Brad, Brad Pitt and you know the sun's sunrise and sunset. You know, it was never a river runs through it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, very very romantic. Very. That's what you're looking for. Romance looking for romance at uh, French Creek French Creek Outfitters yeah. this week. French Keek? <laughs> I was actually thinking of romance. Okay. Um, but like, not, not love romance. No, no. Hardcore uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Banging, banging on the... Yes. The, just physical. The banks of the creek with the... Uh, no emotion. Yeah. No emotion. On no a, love. On a bed of uh-uh. salmon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, well, really, honestly... You may find what you're looking for at French Keek. <laughs> You'll have a good time. <laughs> Noon to two. On. Noon to just two. Just go to French Keek Fountain. On Saturday, hardcore sex at French Creek Outfitters. <laughs> wow. Well, I don't know. May as well go the whole way, right? Well, I'll tell you what. I got my when we did the the bow versions, uh, yeah. you know, and I got my uh, my compound bow. I love it. Use it all the time. It's uh, it's, a, it's a blast. They they I know love, what they're talking about. I love French Creek. I, I like their their shooting lanes. Uh, they're very nice people there. They have um, a whole. I mean, uh, upstairs they have a whole archery yeah. range. Yeah, which my is kids awesome. took lessons there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can go click events at wmmr.com. <laughs> Complete details, but that's Saturday. I'm here for the hardcore <laughs> sex. Hi, I'm here for the hardcore sex. <laughs> I'm a hardcore sex yeah. virgin. <laughs> what? No, that's I a great it. idea. Yeah. I heard it on the okay. radio. Sex virgins. Well, that's, well, that's the virgin. That's the virgin. Well, yeah. let me show you our waiters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, enough of that. We're going to move on. Hello. And I have a lesson Hello. question. And uh, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick. Uh, in a suite at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's on May 5th. Question for today is, besides Aretha Franklin, what other 80s artists received an honorary Pulitzer Prize? Uh, there's three of them that you can choose from. 215-263-WMMR. Besides Aretha Franklin, what other 80s artists received an honorary Pulitzer Prize? If you're listening earlier this morning, you may have heard, and if you did, then you should call 215-263-WMMR. And while you're calling in, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, PA, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative and crushed stone, Grass seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. You can visit them online, mulchthis.com, or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Lori Laughlin, Laughlin entering a plea of not guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and wire fraud and money laundering as part of the Varsity Blues investigation. Laughlin says she plans on vigorously fighting all of the charges until she finally has to admit that she did it. <laughs> 
Tristan Thompson briefly reunited with Khloe Kardashian at the one-year birthday party for their daughter, True. Thompson says that while his relationship with Khloe failed, it did, did give him the profound joy of knowing what it feels like to finger-blast her friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> In touch, claiming that Caitlyn Jenner is planning on an elaborate wedding to girlfriend Sophia Hutchins. In fact, Caitlyn has already begun carving an altar for the event by punching it out of granite. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. I, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Besides Aretha Franklin, what other 80s artists received an honorary Pulitzer Prize? And we'll go to Patrick, see if you can get it. Hi, Patrick, good morning. Sorry, guys, I bother you guys at work. It's okay. all good, man. What is the answer we're looking for? An 80s artist that got the honorary Pulitzer. Richard Marks? Yeah, yeah. Richard Marks. <laughs> Hang on, buddy. Also would have accepted accepted Falco or Taco. Uh, so hang on the line, Pat. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. May 5th and celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. And information and tickets are available at DoverSpeedway.com. So, congratulations. He was a good interview, Richard Marks. He was a great interview. He really was. He gets it. He, he does. gets that he gets he's Richard, Richard Marks. Marks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I think he tweeted not long ago, Richard Marks, saying that he he went uh, to a dentist's office just so he could hear his own music. <laughs> He's touring with uh, Rick Springfield right now. That's, That's a actually good a good bill, yeah. Like well, they're going to be at the Keswick in, uh, in October. Okay, got to have them by. All right, uh, let me get to music news brought to you by Dietz and Watson Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like T-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. All right, uh, with tax day just passing, <clears throat> a new report says that the eternal, uh, eternal, Internal Revenue Service is... Uh, the same thing. Yeah, Eternal Eternal, revenue. yeah. Has filed a federal tax lien against late Stone Temple Pilot singer Scott Weiland's estate, alleging he did not pay his federal income tax from 2012 to 2014. Why? Why would he leave that with his, you know, his wife to carry on with that stuff? Well, she explains. So the lien lists uh, uh, his ex-wife Mary as uh, his representative. Uh, authorities filed the lien one week before the tax deadline, claiming Wyland owns nearly eight hundred or owes nearly eight hundred nineteen thousand dollars in unpaid back taxes. Last year, his estate was hit with a lien by the California State Tax Franchise Board for almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. The estate was also ordered by a judge to pay four thousand dollars a month to the late singer's children. Uh, Mary, the mother of Scott's two children, filed court documents stating that his estate had a value of about $1.6 million with an average annual royalties income of almost $265,000. Mary and Scott's widow, Jamie Wylan, have uh, clashed publicly over the total value of Scott's estate. Jamie had said a while back that her husband was not a wealthy man by any means. She said, I think that there's this preconceived notion that Scott, being a rock star, must have just had millions in the bank and that I'm probably just sitting pretty and collecting money and it is the antithesis of the truth. He unfortunately passed away with an enormous amount of debt. Oh. <clears throat> there were a lot of loose ends that were never dealt with. So 
I found it interesting that his royalty income was only two hundred sixty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars annually. You know, and you would think with, with all those hits they had, yeah, and the way that they're still played on the air and people still buy them, but. I don't know what share of the songwriting he did per the the songs that were the big hits and so forth. So uh, it's kind of interesting, but apparently uh, he owes. Uh, Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett said that he doesn't want to wait another eight years between studio albums again like the band did for 2016's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Seven years. What's that? Seven years. It says eight here, but uh, okay. No, he wants seven years. Oh, seven years instead. Okay, I got you. Uh, we're hoping to avoid that this time around. He said we're in our third year since Hardwired, and maybe we can get a bit more focused and go into the studio a bit sooner. I have a ton of material that I and I've uh, overcompensated, so I'm ready to go anytime. Uh, the band's worldwide wired tour is scheduled last till November, uh, after which could be the time to hop back into the studio. Hammett continued by saying, "When I was 13, 14 years old." Bands put out albums every year. Seriously, he said Kiss put out an album like every eight months. He's right. Uh, none of this eight years between album stuff. It's true. And and also, <clears throat> um, the the last album was received well. Yeah. So they, they have to be high on that a little bit. But but to have something, uh, you know, Preston, you remember. He's, he's right. You would have, yeah. you know. Every year I, you I would stop and think about band. You know, when the original, uh, not to, you know, it's an entirely different medium, but when the, the, the Bond movies first started coming out, Dr. No and all that stuff, they were coming out once a year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, every, so they would turn around and do this and do all this content. Yeah, but now the, 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 there's a big difference and album sales are not what they were back then. So no, you it's can, true. you can make a ton of money, you know, putting on an album and now you can make money by touring. Yeah, that's true. a good point. And if you're touring, yeah. you're you're not. But still, in the studio. Uh, no need to wait eight years. I and, agree. and if you're going to have new music, that's something for people to get excited. And about. if, like he said, he, you know, he's got a ton of music just sitting there in the can, waiting to be do produced. something with it. Yeah. It does make you sort of though um, fall back on catalog material that you know is going to be a success in in concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of new music, Beck has revealed his next album will be titled Hyperspace, and to preview the set. Uh, the singer-songwriter shared the new song called Saw Lightning, which features Pharrell Williams. Uh, Beck has also re- recently revealed uh, new songs Tarantula and Super Cool, uh, the latter of which appeared in the Lego Movie 2. Uh, a firm release date has yet to be confirmed for Hyperspace, though a press release um, had promised that it will arrive. <laughs> I am I can't... <laughs> I'm having a phlegm problem today, and it's pissing me off. What do you attribute it to? I don't know. It's been happening like the last six months. All right. And I need to get to Dr. Mike about it. But it's annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> it, it is annoying. And while you, you, were, while you were doing the trash, I was sitting here with my mic off. <laughs> about what happened on Mount Ghibli. I gotta touch the rheumatiz. No, I feel the same way many mornings. It's like freaking crazy. Yeah. All right. I'll try and get it together. (laughs) Hey, more. Yeah. All right. uh, And then one last story. Journey is. I gotta touch the rheumatiz. Journey has just announced a nine-date Las Vegas residency for the fall. Uh, the band will play a limited engagement at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace between October 9th and the 26th. Tickets going on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, Journey's nine Vegas performances are set for October 9th, 11th, 12th, 16th, 18th, and uh, 19th, 23rd, 25th, and 26th. 
Uh, tickets are 69 bucks. That's where they start. Uh, you can get them at Ticketmaster.com. And uh, in addition to current frontman uh, Arnel Pineda, uh, Journey Now features the full musical lineup from the classic early 80s version of the band. Except for Steve Perry. Yeah, that recorded uh, 1981's Escape and 83's Frontier. Wow. So that means Neil Sean, Ross Valerie, Jonathan Cain, and Steve Smith, one of my favorite drummers. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's I, that, very cool. That in and of itself is enough. I, you know, uh, though I have to say the guy who, you know, replaced Steve Perry, they made a documentary about, yeah. like, was spot on. Yep, he sounds great. Yeah. Uh, that's what I got in music news for you this morning. We have a winner for Tattoos Day. Oh! Yep, and I'm going to reveal who that is. We had a bunch of people text in. We have a $350 gift certificate for Stephanie Norton of yeah. Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, so Stephanie is going to get herself a Preston and Steve tattoo. And she can get it done by some of the area's top tattoo artists like Kyle Fitzpatrick. By the way, Philadelphia Eddie's is at 621 South 4th Street in South Philadelphia. Uh, you can see Kyle's work at uh, Instagram by going to at Kyle underscore Fitzpatrick underscore. Or you can check out PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com as well. So can <laughs> <laughs> Someone's typing. Turn the machines back on. Uh, so, uh, thank Stop you. Stop the presses. Very much. And uh, Eddie's Tattoo, PhiladelphiaEddie'sTattoo.com for that information. And uh, let's take one more quick break. Come back All in right. a second. Letter of the day for our Word of the Week prize is what we'll get to next. And we'll see what Pierre's got cooking for you today. Stay with us. So your cash flows low and you need some dough. And I'm like, fund you. MMRs fund you too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. Hey, fund you. Hey, fund you too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in cash. We want to... Fund you. MMRs, fund you too. Five chances to win a grand. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. All the details and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus really do cost less in Sellersville. And by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Well, that was Cage the Elephant on 93.3 WMMR. What's happening? <laughs> I was literally saying, good thing I left it in, in live assist and then pressing hit that button. That's my fault, guys. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm triggered, too, when a song ends, to Immediately hit a button, and sometimes it's set on automatic, and when that happens, it jumps ahead an element or two. All right, anyway, we'll get to that uh, letter in just a moment. Yeah, Cage the Elephant is who we just played on MMR. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it is about... 10.45 on this Tuesday morning, about ready to come to a close. Uh, before we do that letter of the day and all those other things, I will remind you, KG Elephant has a PR Presents event coming up. Uh, Friday, it's this Friday, and it will be at noon at Ardmore Music Hall. Invitation only, 21 and over event. There are two ways for you to win tickets. Number one, you got to listen to PR show. Call him when he tells you to call in or get to an upcoming ticket raid. Uh, and it says here there's a list on the Pierre Presents page at WMMR.com, so that's where you can find that information. But how cool will that be? Yes. The KG Elephant in a room that small and that intimate and that awesome. They put on a good show. 
Yep, and also the band is going to be doing an in-store appearance later that day at FYE at the uh, in the uh, Philadelphia Mills Mall at 4 p.m. So they are they're making the rounds, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. So uh, da, 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 da. that's coming up here. Sorry, I was reading something that says note not for on air. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, did I just say that? All right, never mind. <laughs> All you know, that, all, I didn't give away any information that was not supposed to be on here. A lot of times when you put that stuff in copy, uh, you end up reading it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can't do that. No. All right. Thank you uh, very much to our guests and our food providers today. I've been mentioning uh, Sonny's Italian uh, in Delhi and Limerick and uh, Little Hut in Ridley Park for coming by and uh, presenting us with this great food. We appreciate it's it. It's wonderful. RealPhillyDeli.com to get the uh, Philly Deli Hoagie Guide and everything. So thank you guys for being here. And thank you so much. It was wonderful to have Cindy Williams yeah. and D.D. Khan here today. They were the loveliest ladies. They had so many stories. We could have talked to them for another hour. Honestly. About Greece and Laverne and Shirley and American Graffiti and Happy Days and all that stuff. I mean, she, Cindy Williams is in one of the seminal 70s movies that yeah. Francis Ford Coppola directed called The Conversation. It's a classic. And that alone you could do a whole conversation on, on The yeah. Conversation. Uh, so they're performing Middletown at the Bucks County Playhouse. And it starts tomorrow and goes through the 21st. There's a couple shows each day. And you can go to bcptheater.org. And don't forget... Donnie Most and Adrian Zmed are appearing in those performances, too. Come on. Yeah. I know. I love Come it. Come on. And then when uh, it, it comes back to the Delaware Theater Company at the end of April into May, they're going to switch out Donnie Most with Anson Williams and Cindy Williams with uh, Sally, Sally Struthers. Struthers. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I love, I love it. it. Yep. All right. So thank you guys uh, for being here. We do appreciate it. Pierre Robert is now in attendance. Good morning to you, Saw. And to you. You could tell, uh, again, how comfortable you guys make people feel and how knowledgeable you are about uh, their worlds and their work. Uh, They were instantly uh, relating to you guys and your love. The stuff they had been involved in, really great conversation. Oh, cool! Yeah, they were really. they were a lot of fun. Thank this, you. You guys do this consistently with you know with pretty heavy hitters that come in here, and you're you know you're so knowledgeable on so many aspects of the universe in general, but um, their particular world, particularly you know if it's acting or films or different things like that, and they always notice it. And well, and you, as a listener, I can hear them noticing it, which is very we cool. we love that. Thank you. And and you know we we definitely but we're legitimately fans. Uh, you know, and and you cannot you, you as we we're saying to Cindy Williams. You know, now, like, a, a show is considered a success if it's getting four or five million, six million viewers. You know, when Laverne and Charlie was number one, it was getting 90 million, 80 yeah. million. I mean, I mean, incredible, just staggering amounts of, of, you know, it's just an incredible amount of viewers. I mean, I don't know if it was maybe 90, but it was well up. Think about you know, when most of the country would see what you were doing yeah. and everyone would talk about it the next day. Listen, there's a ton of great entertainment available, but it was, you remember, like the final episode of Cheers or, yeah. or MASH or, or those things that were just seminal moments. And uh, that that's, that's something that's uh, an amazing thing. Well, there were only, you know, three networks and a few side networks at that time. So, And that what uh, UHF was. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the wild. three networks and... 
uh, public, you know, you have PBS yeah. and then a local affiliate yeah, usually. Right. And, but usually show is it. King yeah. Kong at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes. Right. Or Tarzan. Tarzan. It's always on on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> dialing for Dollars movie. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know if they had that where you guys grew up. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. yeah dialing for Dollars in uh, San Francisco. So, nice. yeah, it's good stuff. Um, cool, man. But I loved it. I wonder if she gets recognized a lot on the street because uh, of how much exposure in that era she got. I'll guarantee you both of them do because they pretty much look pretty you know, much yeah. the same. They, yep. they they both have aged well. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All right, ready for the letter? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... A is in animal. All right, and we have a pair of tickets to the Jim Brewer residency this Saturday at Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Jim's new home in Atlantic City. Uh, plus a room for that night and a $100 food voucher. You have to be, have to be at least 21 years of age to enter to win. Uh, tickets for both Hard Rock shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com with more dates to be announced soon. So uh, we'll get another letter tomorrow and so on, and then Friday we'll give that away. Uh, what's happening on the show today, Pierre? Thank you for asking. Certainly. I will have, you just played Cage the Elephant, I will have Cage the Elephant passes uh, for our show on Friday with those lads at Ardmore Music Hall. I will have uh, tickets and meet and greet passes for Rival Sons. That'll be tomorrow over at Union Transfer. And I will have Fund You 2, two opportunities on this double shot Tuesday at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Chances for a thousand bucks. Workforce blocks of Metallica uh, and to balance it out from San Francisco, the Grateful Dead. And in between, something from Boston, the Dropkick Murphys and Double Shot Tuesday. Uh, Many of them by your request, Mm. as you call it. Love it. Thank you, Pierre. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. Uh, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And A.D. Moyer, celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. So tomorrow on a program, we're going live on Fox Good Day. We do that on Wednesdays. We also had, and tell me if I'm saying this correctly, uh, Jolo Truglio. I would say Joe Lotruglio. Joe Lotruglio. You okay. love him. Trust me. I do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's okay. great. He's on Brooklyn Nine-Nine now. He's hilarious. And Brian Regan will be joining us as well. So we'll see if we're, we're, what uh, Brian's up to. Awesome. Those things and more. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. hate you. Live. I live with a carpenter do you think that i can ever find a hammer in my own house no next message whenever i hear you guys go i love you i always combine it with the old Adam and nicole smith more than all the raindrops in the water and the fishes in the sea i'm so high next message i forgot my laptop again second day in a row the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.